0: I am inner circle no, you circle I am inner circle oh me? I know oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know
1: this game because we used to do it when I was a substitute teacher and I was just trying to pretend like i was teaching yeah <laughs> it's a good outlet. Yeah.
2: we do a lot of them, oh no so the, little, the, yeah. you
1: do the thing and like it's the like survey thing yeah. Like, yeah what's the and you just are always shocked at how stupid people are yeah like, oh so it,
2: it very yeah. much has to do with who wrote the article it's yeah. just like yeah the
3: <laughs> we did uh we did uh tom hanks movies and like toy story was like way at the bottom of the list we're like really yeah like i think big was way at the bottom of the list too. yeah but like toy story is a whole yeah. franchise that's f- that's four movies right turner there. and hooch was number one right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. people love a good dog movie
1: yeah. it's true it's yeah. true
0: you are now listening to the inner circle podcast network
2: coming to you live from hollywood boulevard in california but pre-recorded in minneapolis minnesota In the dead of winter, out on an empty, frozen pond, but in the distance, you start to see the shape of a V flying at you. Is it a bird? No, it's even better. It's the ducks. I'm your host, Mikey T, and with us, as always, is G-Money Grant and (laughs) Mr. Billiam. Hello. And I'm just gonna bring in our guest right away. So, also joining us today is a really special guest. Uh, He's an actor, writer, teacher, and a folk musician. Um, He is a member of SAG AFTRA and WGA as well not yet not yet trying to be though right
1: i mean i don't know what i gotta do
2: (laughs) i don't know either he's a writer (laughs) Uh, but you know him best from his iconic role as lester averman in the mighty ducks movies we
1: have matt doherty in the studio i mean that's an introduction I should I should just bottle that up whenever I like suffer from chronic low self esteem. I don't is, know. I, is, I I've been you, on a lot
2: of your websites and there's like some crazy introductions. Like and that
1: that that right there takes the cake. There was a I mean that was a whole journey. But what I when I was closing my <laughs> eyes and imagining while you were doing that, Mikey, was that I should come out from a curtain, like you were saying, like like you're, it's, like you're bringing me out. And I was like, there should have been like this gong show, like curtain. <laughs> yeah. And I should wear like a seventies, uh, like, like kimono. Sort yeah, of like, yeah. I was absolutely. gonna say that, like a real you bar. are. I, am <laughs> I see it.
4: Well, <laughs> this is audio. They have no idea They what's have going no on. idea. You came am... in here on a scooter. You did a, a yeah. flip on a ramp. Yeah. It was but crazy. there was this idea that I should out. walk out from the curtain. Right. Yeah. And we're you know... still
2: working on that part of the studio. We haven't kind of.
4: We gotta
3: finish the curtain.
4: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're weaving it by hand. Yeah. using our own hair so you know yeah. that's why we're but, in, different but instead stages we're alone. in
1: your we're in your your guest bathroom squeezed in yeah, yeah exactly. uh, oh i shouldn't have told everybody that right? yeah i know no i, mean, I don't know why don't he's know. making us all sit in yeah. the shower i know <laughs> all, all, all it's the acoustics
2: all the pictures <laughs> i've posted since now
1: have just been Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out very well. Yeah, I, I just, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I get the dust off. See, that's the thing. You dust off these rusty improv bones. And I remember going on a commercial audition a few years ago, and there's this guy. You could tell he'd stayed too long at the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there were we were a bunch of veteran, you know, a bunch of experienced actors in this room. And the guy's just like, okay, there's a product. And you look at the thing on the wall. There's an X. And improv, improv, improv. And then look at me confused. Okay, got it. <laughs> and that was the audition. <laughs> and I just looked at this guy, and I was like, I was like, man, you have been doing this too. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, definitely see some of those. But old in primers. a weird way, it was accurate. It was yeah. like it was. He was like, just you know, look at the X and you know, improv, improv, improv.
2: <laughs> so is that phoning it in, or is that? No, just- I actually
1: think it might be brilliantly true. Right. You know? yeah. There's simple. some genius that kind of <laughs> goes mm-hmm. behind it.
3: I mean, there's old timers like in every part of the industry. And like, oh, God, you yeah. see them all the time where they're just like, you know, they don't care anymore. They don't give a fuck.
1: But, you know, there's a truth to it. You yeah. That's uh, that I really, I, I, I well, maybe that means I've become one. So I don't know.
3: Well, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's people that like freak out about it, like, this isn't yeah. the perfect pen. Yeah. That this person should be holding. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, uh, he, it's we, a balance. It's yeah, a balance exactly. between the two. Mm-hmm. And if you, you haven't mean,
2: noticed, what? everything gets brought back to props on this podcast. <laughs> yes.
3: I've, I've gathered that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not props, I don't know what we're talking yeah. about. I know.
2: Yeah. For, for the listeners coming in, Matt came in and sat down. He's like, ah, oh, my, my glasses are. He's like, wait, you guys are prop guys, right? You have glasses wipes? We're like,
1: And not only did they have the glasses wipes, they had the best. The best <laughs> yeah. yeah. I the was best. like, man, prop guys, I want them on my apocalypse. Apocalyptic team, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't even yeah. pulled out the gun collection yet, man. And and not only that, we only have blanks. But not yeah. only will you have all the stuff, it'll all be fake. Yeah. But, yeah. but it'll be well inventoried. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yeah. You the, haven't been on my prop trailer yet. All right, I'll, I'll stop. I'll, yeah, okay. yeah. You probably have a list of questions. So oh,
2: I'll definitely yeah. I'll, I'll stop. No, this is pretty much no. It. We just no we no, just no. Yeah. Okay. no, no This is it. Yeah. yeah. We'll start the show. Here we are. Did you have something to say, Bill?
4: Always yeah, I don't remember it was something about okay. Cool. I'm sure it was very we could start. Thanks.
2: We could we start with our we, we, we usually start after we bring in well now with our weekly update to what's going on with the strike um, Update it's still happening. What? <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, we're no all way. we're all still not working and very much unemployed wow. So that's been
1: fun <laughs> um, um yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been out on the picket lines at all? I am. Yeah. I yeah. Have. I I've been out for a hundred and some odd days. And wow. Uh, Where's your main spot? Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. I go out uh, twice to three times a week. And oh wow. So I was nice. there yesterday at Paramount. George Takei. 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 George Takei, Takei. 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 Yeah. He showed up ninety years old. Um, oh, after, holy crap. He got he got out of uh, you know like a SUV like it should be Washington DC and he had security and he walked around and, and made a, they made a big deal about it and because uh, it was Star Trek Day. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. So whenever they do the events, usually the numbers get really large. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally, it's great. I love the numbers, but I always go toward like the Gower Gate. Yeah. Uh, which, for those of you who are listening at home, that's like, where so there's the where everybody goes and it's really a, a scene and mm-hmm. you know it's a there's a lot of people. I like to go where it's a little quieter and the film nerds hang out. Yeah. And um and so me that, that would be and so there's a handful of us right, and we'll and we'll sit and talk shop and, and uh and and it's been the best for me it's been the best way to find community and and then I started and since I was out there for a while and when SAG went on strike I was just like, you know, I've been out here for a while um uh do you want to cat? so i started i was a captain and i i do oh great so i wear the orange vest um oh cool very fashionable so it's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then basically just try to tell people not to be jerks and uh and it was really interesting because you know we find out like some young person was like hey so why do we walk and i was like oh well you walk because um you're and i was like well we're i know and, I, and I'm like, I've been an activist most of my life, and, mm-hmm. and somebody's like, "Oh, you uh, you walk because uh, if you don't move, mm-hmm. you can get arrested for loitering." I guess I guess uh-huh. that's the oh. so that's why strike lines move mo- mo- notoriously, you know, move around. So then that's I yeah, didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. So as long as you're moving, yeah, you then you
3: can't get caused for loitering. Yeah. Right. You're walking yeah. down the sidewalk just yeah. back and
1: forth. But I think that's the best part for me is it's like you. Like I'm learning about movies that I've never seen, and then I'll go watch them. A book or two. We're talking shop. We're sharing. We really isn't how much we have in common. I don't care if you're a top like showrunner dude, or, right? Or you're just a kid who's just reading scripts for, for the first time. And I've seen I've seen people from my Azi out there. I've seen, oh yeah. I've seen people who've never been in the union, and and for me, I'm out there because I, um, I know I've benefited from residual money most of my life. You know, I wouldn't do half the stuff that I can do where had I not had all that, you know, extra little cash coming in sure. and it's just dried up. Yeah. yeah. So then, the fear of that going away and yeah. you see young people getting yeah. into that. And there's a whole bunch of people who've come into our industry that, I mean, we know it's like you, you it's all or nothing and you yeah. have mm-hmm. to learn this. And, and if that, uh, if that, if that revenue is gone, then, then what, why are we just a bunch of hobbyists, you know? Yeah. And, uh, right, uh yeah. it's an, I think it's the fight of our times. And, and I mean, the WGA has historically been the tip of the labor movement in America. Yeah. So, Let's be
2: real. No one's yeah. going to be a hobbyist for yeah. 14
1: hours a day. No. <laughs> so, like that's you, not, can't. you can't. Even we're not survive. that crazy, man. No. I'm not that – I mean, I'm crazy because there's a lot easier ways <laughs> to make a living, but there's not a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, for 14 hours a day, yeah, you better, uh, you better pay me as – as they say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have time but to go and go to like a,
4: a job yeah. that pays after no. you do no. that. But like... you know, you get a lot of people coming into the industry and they don't know, but they'll they'll have something good, something juicy. And it's like this, I've worked like so many years on this. I, I started working on this in high school, and then it's like they sell to Netflix. They get a little bit of money, not much, but then Netflix will make like a ton of money yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I just sold my life work yeah. to them for like rent for yeah. a month it's like yeah, if that
2: now <laughs> not yeah. even in, in la yeah know? no no no, <laughs> so, no that, so, yeah. i mean yeah rent has already gone up since the strike has gone on oh yeah <laughs> it's crazy but
1: it, it's it's for me it's helped you know bring some silver lining to some you know really challenging times it, it's brought some structure into you know the unstructured time so
2: yeah, yeah. and it's it's been hard to report on exactly. I mean, we usually we're pretty good at seeing exactly what's going on, but recently, like the articles are kind of been conflicting that I've been reading that have been coming out. Because at first they were like, "Oh, the the studios are starting to like have internal feuds with each other now." Have you heard that or anything? Yeah, yeah, and like that they're trying to split, and like WGA now is open to trying to make. Individual, individual deals, with deals.
3: individual co- uh, studios, which right? Makes sense to me because, like, because they're trying to
1: divide and conquer us, yeah,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. but like, it also makes sense because, like, a deal that you have with Netflix is not gonna be the same, have the same impact as a deal with like yeah. Universal Amazon
2: or... or Amazon,
3: you know, <laughs> yeah. or like yeah. they're, they're all different. So, it's like it seems silly that we're like, oh, we gotta, you know, make a deal with the, um, you know, AMPTP. As opposed to, like, let's make a deal with the studio. Uh,
1: the uh,
3: if they want, if like Universal's okay with, like, you know, feeding into the demands, you know, and being like, yeah, what you guys are asking for is reasonable. Then yeah, let's let's do that, you know. Mm-hmm, As opposed mm-hmm. to, well, we got to make sure Netflix is okay too. I'm like, fuck Netflix.
1: Yeah. Well, truth is the first thing that goes in, in war, and, and, you know, labor fights is war. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we don't, like, is that true or not? You know, I think it's just part of the deal. You yeah. Know? It's like... Manipulation. I, I, yeah. It's
4: like war tactic. You yeah. Know? It's, it's like uh, all the political stuff going on, all like the... Well, let's not get super political, but... <laughs> No, we all know what than. we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and Fox News has been in hot, hot, hot water for some time now. A lot <laughs> of lawsuits going that way. I don't know if you guys heard about that. <laughs> Remember when I came are. out
1: from that curtain? <laughs> 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 but the the real, I, I I'll say this that I I asked a friend on the line who's become a real dear 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 friend um, was, and he has a buddy on the negotiating committee. And I guess they're like, hey, what is the one thing we want to pass down the line to people out here, to people who are supportive, or people who've been affected like you guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, the rule that they're like, hey, this is the one thing we're trying to say is that we have a 100% success rate. And uh, that every time that they have struck, mm-hmm. they have gotten the majority of what they wanted. Right. And, and like, we have to remember that. And I, and I just thought, that's it. That's all I need to hear, you know? Yeah.
2: And... It's another thing to say is like because you have a lot of IA members out there, and we're also getting the brunt of this. Oh God, uh, yeah, and then,
1: and then a lot of people have to like spend time with their families, which oh, is yeah. which is what a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's,
2: it's, it's, it, it was kind of a curse and <laughs> blessing for me because as you saw, you walk in, I just had a newborn. Yeah. Like as a strike is like, well, at least I can you get to be here, be here and yeah. for him. And I, I mean, California. Luckily, we have paternity leave here, mm-hmm. so I was able to like cash that in for a little bit and be able to spend time it was good um now i'm kind of i'm like as a prop master and a department head you know you like i need to be doing something and i mean this this helps a little bit and like doing stuff with the property masters guild also helps but like i'm starting to fiend to like oh you gotta get back out there and we gotta
1: do something i know i need to
2: i need to like work again and i think what our biggest fear and a lot of people in ia is it's like we're up for we're up to the table and like Eight oh, yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Like so it's like, oh, if we go down and we go back, like hopefully either they're gonna give us something the a good deal because of this, or we're gonna end up going on strike all over again <laughs> and i'm hoping it doesn't exhaust we were everybody so, so close much. to striking we were so close to we should we should have
4: everyone was pissed they're like hey I'm... guys go to work tomorrow like it, yeah. like the, the day it was the next day we were not going to go to work right. and they're like hey hey guys we struck a deal we're not going to tell you what it is yet but just go to work tomorrow yeah, I did and not then like... and then it was like okay here's the deal and we we're all like wait wait we like we like didn't get like half of like yeah what, what's happening yeah. and now well, I'm at work. Oh. Yeah. I remember that moment. Yeah. 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 I mean, the 54 hour turnarounds are nice
3: but but it was funny 48 so like yeah, I know. it was to like 54 we got, huh. we got 6 hours cool and then the other thing i didn't
2: Are like, you talking about Friday? <laughs> yeah the Friday, Friday. <laughs> Friday Yeah Yeah and we did we did we we did american horror stories for a couple of seasons so they like Oh it was nighttime it was oh, nighttime yeah. a, lot a lot of fridays a lot of fridays and then the yeah. other yeah. thing like all that, of them <laughs> the
1: other thing that bugged me was um uh Naomi Grossman is a dear friend so she was on that show for a while Oh yeah yeah uh, horror story or horror stories? American Horror Story.
4: Oh, oh. we did the spin-off, the yeah. Hulu series. Oh, yes. sorry.
1: Stories. Oh s- <laughs> no, no, no! I Jesus feel like- Christ, I don't know. It's hard to <laughs> keep Jesus track, Christ was there. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> he was the DP. He's not good.
4: He
3: doesn't know how technology yeah. works. Crazy. Eat of my flesh. It was really weird for a, for a DP to say.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ was the DP. Let there be light. <laughs> Let there be light, Dad. Let there be light.
4: Yeah, we can save hey, Matt, a lot of a money on uh, on lighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a pretty good bit of the spot.
3: But yeah, no, I always felt like a huge idiot because, like, I was like the full. You were pretty tall. <laughs> I mean, I feel like an idiot all the time. But no, um, I had to keep going in for testing because I was like the the, the go to day player on the show. So every time I had to go in and get tested the day before, I'd be like, "I'm on American Horror Stories." Like you have to emphasize (laughs) it. Like,
1: like I love how we know it. I had to go get tested means now I know so, yeah, yeah yeah it's like which they don't I mean all right. I was doing was scratching my jock I, <laughs> I just. oh not that tested I'm sorry I've been changing my underwear three times a day <laughs> I had some leakage and yeah. I was concerned yeah. I, you know when they look at like when the early days of the pandemic and we were like how is there how is there no written record in 1920 except for one thing that like F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote like the, the Spanish flu which oh, yeah. was, was also we shouldn't call it the Spanish flu because that's Cause, a little cultural Insensitive, but like there's no record of it. And now here we are three years after we're like, I don't want to talk about this shit. I don't want this thing. <laughs> it didn't fucking happen. Didn't know, yeah. And well, then I, now I understand why there's no historical. Yeah. yeah. And like, I Although, think
4: the first cases of the Spanish flu were found where? In like Tennessee or yeah. some shit. And then it's like, oh, it. Came from Spain. Just, I don't they, know. they just needed to the throw Sp- one, you know, con- mm-hmm. culture under yeah. the bus. That's how it goes. Could
3: just called it the redneck flu. But no, 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 Mm-mm. no.
1: This, but the strike thing. If I, if I can say one thing else, I'd love. To, I remember early on in the thing, everybody's like, oh, we're, everybody's like, it's like almost like we were hedging our bets and gambling on like how long this would take. And I was of the belief that this was gonna take a day longer than we can stomach it, like from the get go, yeah. mm. and um. And I, I mean, I don't know why I, 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 I was like, I remember I'm a Civil War history buff, dude, right? Oh. And in the early days of Civil War, they were like, ah, you know, we're just gonna go out and hold an umbrella, and it'll be over, and like, in like Sherman and, oh, and like Grant, in and Richmond. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They came out, of they came marriage, out and like they it was a party, like right? A, yeah, picnics but and shit. But like Sherman from the get-go, if you read his his quotes from the get-go, he's like, "This is gonna take forever, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be brutal." Yeah. And I'm not—I don't want to say like there's an optimism to the negativity of it, but I think there is. It's like this is this is the fight of our times. It yeah. might bleed into other fights. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it, might be re- it might be a it reaping in our, our industry where we all have to buckle down. There's a lot of other a people way. striking. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've uh, UPS got what they were chasing. They got. Yeah. So that was cool to see. But yeah, I, a lot of people in this country are tired because it's like the gap between the working class and the rich has just. It's crazy. It's, it's Grand a, Canyon. It's a chasm. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's nuts. And that's the game. Yeah. The game is to, like, if they could put us in little cages and let us out when it's time for us to work and put us back in the cages, that's what they would do. But there yeah. are laws, and there is. Uh, do you remember
1: what I when I we were gonna start by me being in a kids' film? <laughs> <laughs> that's, we're gonna get to it. Don't <laughs> I because mean, no, it, it is. It's like it is like that, and and that's why I think the fight is so important. It is, and.
3: It's also the kind of thing where it's like these. There's corporations that own these studios, and oh, then God. if they get what they want through the strikes, if these corporations win in this microcosm, it's they're only going to use it for all the other companies oh, yeah. that they own too. Oh yeah, you know, like
1: and the complicitness or whatever the word is for that. For me, I'm about mm-hmm. that, that really, I was, I woke up this morning, I was meditating, doing my deal in the morning, and I just thought our industry is a monoculture. Yes, our industry has become a monoculture, and I think to survive, we gotta become like the like biggest little farm movie, right? We have to, we gotta, we gotta have cover crops. We gotta have, we gotta not be a monoculture. And I think, I'm like, how do we emerge out of this chasm? And and you know, and I I know it because I'm talking to like these guys who are like middle of the road rep representatives and people who don't do what we do, but just try to take 10%. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about independent films. They don't give a fuck about $10 million movies. They don't give a fuck about all that shit on the wall over there cuz oh, we're yeah. building a monoculture. Oh, yeah. And it's not sustainable. No. Mm-mm. It's not. You cannot have and I don't I haven't heard enough talk about that. Is yeah. that our industry is a fucking monoculture?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> to wrap hold on, I have one more question. Like I said I was Sorry, in a no, kids' No.
1: Yeah, you no, come on. You,
3: yeah, we're like, hey, do you want to come to a podcast with other film workers? This ain't your average movie podcast. We yeah. have a lot of fun on here, yeah. but oh yeah, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> but
4: yeah, no, but seriously, yeah, I, I'm just like, am I'm, I'm just so exhausted. Yeah, we've
3: we've
2: had we we pretty much everybody we've had on in the past, like probably two or three months has either been SAG or WGA specifically Goes like, well, this is this is where the topic is right now. So let's have those people on. Yeah, and it's good to get this information to
4: people that don't really yeah, know agree the details. Yeah. And yeah.
2: the one question I usually leave with asking every single person, which has been the hardest for most people to answer actually is, um, what can, first of all, SAG and WGA members do besides uh, show up on the picket line to support the strike? And how can people at home who aren't, don't know uh, anything about the inner workings of the industry do to help support the strike?
1: That's a really great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, um, there's, uh, if you need help, get it. You know, I, I've been hearing a lot of people say, you know, I'm not as bad as the next guy. And uh, I shouldn't go to the Entertainment Fund or I shouldn't go to the Actors mm. Fund or SAG Foundation or any of the many things that like right, yeah. are readily available. And dude, there bef- before this strike, before this pandemic, we have all – like, I had a friend who was IATSE for years. He had that inside number of the guy who worked for unemployment. You know, it's like he knew the number. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's – yeah, you, it's, a, it's a given. Like, if you're going to survive in L.A. and you need help, this thing is going to attack you uh, if you're middle class – which, you know, most that's of us are. most people. You gotta like. I'm lucky. We have a one bedroom where I'm drought proof. I've been an artist for years. Like I know how to survive. I know how to yeah. be poor. Yeah. And I, I mean, worry I've about been dying for years. I worry <laughs> about my friends who have like a bigger, you know, thing. So I'd say that's the first thing is take care of yourself, but make yeah. sure the gas mask is on you. Right. And then get the help if you need it because I hear a lot of people say, eh, "It's not for me." And I'm like, if you really feel like it is, then you might need to get that help. And, yeah. Um, and then I think. You can donate to these things. You can donate to these causes. You can you can that's hashtag good. some stuff. You can, you can you can get informed. You can right. get, you can get informed and uh, and come out if you can't come out to the line. Um, you know, then uh, th- just get informed. I think that's the most important thing one can do.
3: Perfect. I, I think that's uh, actually to build on that. I think not only getting informed but also informing informing others. informing others. Yeah. Like um, I got. I'm from Michigan, all my family still lives out there um, you know, and I get asked questions a lot you know, about it, like, you know, like, oh, what's going on with that, like, what's, you know, cause like, you know, you're living outside of Detroit people don't know, like they aren't in it like we are, like we just went to Tennessee right. and we were hanging out with um, our, our buddy, another prop buddy who we went out there with uh, for a wedding uh, his family his cousin, and they were like is that strike still going on? We're like, yeah, <laughs> we're not
2: working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but it was like they live out in Nashville. They didn't, you know, they work in advertisement, and uh, uh, the other one was a hairdresser, like um, you know, yeah, salon. like in a salon, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it, it's it's a different world for them. Mm-hmm. But like, this is also something that's going to affect them yeah. eventually later on down the
1: road if it goes south for us. Yeah, I mean we're the ones who entertain people when the world stopped. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, that, um, and, and and that and everybody in in the things that you know, it's like it is. We are we are we are like we are more like Flint and 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 and, and, and towns in the Midwest because we are we're a city. This is a this is a factory yeah. town, man. Yes, and um, and and that everybody's affected it. Definitely.
3: Flint was such a crazy thing, too, because, like, as soon as they were like, oh, yeah, you can just make cars out of country and then ship them in, like, within a year, Flint was, like, ghost, like, not even ghost town, because people couldn't move out of there, but, like, went Belly up. Yeah, I
4: also think those people do not have clean water yet. No, nope. they still do. Not Their water is still totally fucked. It's like flammable and shit. So you yeah. can't
1: expect these these corporate uh, whatever. <laughs> Remember when I was in- just <laughs> just <like> kids <laughs> <political laughs> movie? <Yeah>. Something something <laughs> hockey like, ducks yeah. You know
2: what though? <laughs> speaking of the Midwest, write our governor.
1: Write our governor. <laughs> <Yeah>. Let him.
2: <laughs> yeah, speaking right of our- the
1: Midwest, you grew up in Chicago. I did. I grew up. Well, I I have to I have to be honest because yeah. I have a friend says like he's like you're not from Chicago. Like, yeah okay. you know, you're from fucking you're from dalton south holland harvey you know like i was born in chicago and raised in the south suburbs yeah so oh, okay uh, oh, yeah. Little, little factory towns mm-hmm. and suburbs and that are just outside of did you
2: come from an artistic family
1: uh i mean no <laughs> 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 no my dad my dad was a is uh a, a um he's retired but he's uh he was um a uh, purchasing agent, which is like a fancy term for somebody who did accounting without a degree, and then um, okay. you know he would, uh, and then he worked for electrical supply companies, and then he worked in warehouses. and My mom was a school teacher. Oh wow! Oh so, wow! Yeah, she taught for 45, what, uh, 45 what, years. What grade did she teach? Uh, third, fourth, and fifth over the years. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, okay. she those
4: started, are rough years. Yeah,
1: she started out in the west side of Chicago. You know, um, in 1967. So she, t- uh, you know, I remember seeing a photo of her when we were going through after she died. uh, We were going through all stuff, and I saw her. She was just this baby. She was like 21 and a half, 22 years old, mm-hmm. just teaching in this um, this uh, school on the West Side of Chicago, public school. And I was like, man, okay, my mom is my love in 1967. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So
2: she, she, so probably... she's
1: yeah. She's she's uh yeah. So she taught all over the city for years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So how did how did a kid that was out there get into acting then? Like how did how did that come about?
1: I I mean I uh, I was um, I just watched the Michael J. Fox documentary on on Apple TV, which I loved because he was my hero growing up, and because um, I would watch him. In on Family Ties, right? right, right, right oh right. yeah, and
4: um, that was such a funny role. He's like wearing such a his suit and stuff, and like his parents are like these
1: hippies. And I don't know. <laughs> nice I, I was it. like, did I? And then I'm like, did I want to be a Republican? <laughs> <laughs> like, I owned all these ties. I must have. But I think the truth was, was he was like, I was like, I just identify. I was like, he's a little guy, um, and I was like, I want to do what that guy's doing. Um, and I would, and I opened a newspaper up, and um, it was a Chicago uh, Tribune. And it's nine years old. I'm nine years old. And there was an article for auditioning for a movie downtown where they wanted redheads. And I had, this is when my hair uh, was like really red and I had a lot of freckles. And um, and so I was like, I got red hair. This is my in, right? And I mean, I don't know where that comes from. I'm nine years old. Um, so this is just something like,
2: you, just, you weren't searching it out either? No, it just, no. okay. I was
1: in a play at school and I think, if I'm really honest, See, that's the thing. When you talk about memory, it's like, do you, you I invent this and thing? You're and you're like, <laughs> yeah. And you're also like, am I inventing this story? Because it makes sense? Is it a parable? You're yeah. a writer too. It's okay. yeah. it's, you're, but you're the looking- truth is, is I saw my brother Dan on stage and he made everybody laugh in this in this Frankenstein play or something. And I was like, can do that better (laughs) because i'm the little brother right i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna do what my brother did i'm gonna do it better yeah so maybe maybe that's probably the motivation factor but no there's no there's none of that shit in my family i just and then we went to the audition and my mom only said yes because it was um the water tower mall downtown on michigan avenue was like right next door so she could go to the mall so she can go to the mall and (laughs) and then she never made it to the mall because we stayed there the whole day and um there was a cattle call and Mm. it was it was, ugh, it was like freaking, you, you literally did line up. They were like, you would line up in batches of fifty. So it's like fifty redheads. Oh yeah, <laughs> and everybody and we waited in the Drake Hotel for like, you know, hours and hours, and then they would call you in fifty at a time, and then somebody would just walk down the line and just pick people, and then occasionally take a polaroid. That's what you know. And, yeah. And I got my polaroid, and then they like maybe stay, and it was just like, it was like like a reality show with without the commercial breaks. And then you just get smaller and smaller. And then at the end of the day, the mall had closed. We were still there. And they were like, come back tomorrow and meet Gary Marshall.
0: Oh.
1: And so I guess we came back tomorrow and went and paid Mm -hmm. for parking, which was a big deal. And then went and met Gary Marshall. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had some lines now. And it was overboard with... Goldie Hawn and, and uh, Kurt Russell. Right? Wow. Oh. They made you
4: read lines from that? Oh, yeah.
1: That was the movie. Um, Whose lines did you read? I don't know. I, I, just, shit. The I captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gold, I was playing Goldie. And, uh, uh, and I so, can't
3: remember anything.
1: And all of a sudden, you know, we go inside. And this is when you would go and meet the director. would come into Chicago. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was old school. Like, And I, I like to do this now when I work with actors and I'm directing an independent project. like. I just want to sit down with the person, because that, yeah. that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can tell everything I need to know about a person, and I don't even have to see them act. Yep. And it's like, um, and it's the, and he did that, and then it, and he's like, "You're funny, kid." And you know, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And I did a handstand because he told, uh, He asked me what I did. And I said, I do gymnastics, I do swimming, and I do sometimes soccer. And I'm not good at any of them. <laughs> and he's just he's like, ah, you're the funny. The honesty. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, you're funny. And I was so nervous. He says, do a handstand. So I, and I tried to do a handstand. And I kept messing it up. <laughs> and uh, so he says, get an agent. So you didn't
2: get the part, but you got the advice to get an agent. And that's
1: how I ended up like looking up. And then we just found the first one alphabetical. Wow. And you just called him. <laughs> my and- mom, my mom was like, I don't know. And she's out there. And all the like stage moms were just like, uh, you could smell them, you know, like, <laughs> and we were not. That was my family was not that. And then, in fact, my mom and dad were, you know, they. I mean, they, they didn't want this for me you know they still don't but they were supportive for what you wanted Mm. and uh um and then yeah i looked up an agent and the first agent was like uh you know uh and then my second audition was home alone and then then and then (laughs) and you got it (laughs) and i I was like one of the three or four kids that were up for you know kevin and then chris columbus comes out and says damn (laughs) and says uh everybody in this movie is going to be in everybody here is going to be in this movie so nobody be nervous
2: so and you were standing alongside with Macaulay Culkin? They were, well, no,
1: he was the only one not there. And that's okay. when I learned my first Hollywood lessons, that we were all there just to bring down his asking price. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were rigged from the get go. Yeah. Oh, but wait, were yeah. you in? Yeah, oh, I was, yeah. I was in Home Alone. Yeah, and, and that callback was in the New Trier High School where John Hughes had um, his headquarters, which is... The library where they shot Breakfast Club, so we were in the library where they shot Breakfast Club, and like, and that's where the callback was for. That's really
4: fucking cool. There's so much tricky stuff in Hollywood, like it was. was,
1: It was such a trick.
4: I was just watching this documentary about um, Batman stuff, the movies, like the uh, you know Michael Keaton stuff and what was going on, and I was watching an interview uh, in there with Robin Williams, and Robin Williams was kind of, like, promise the role of Joker. Yeah. And it was only to light a fire under Jack Nicholson's ass to get the Joker part. Yeah. And then they pulled the shit on Robin again with the Riddler. And they're like, oh, yeah, Riddler, (laughs) Riddler, Riddler. And he's like, I'm going to be the Riddler. And they used that to, like, get Jim Carrey in there. Yeah. It's like...
1: That happened a lot to us Chicago actors at the time because at the time, like, that was when Fred Savage was there. I was on the cover of like Chicago magazine as a holding an Oscar when I was ten years, eleven years old. Literally an Oscar because that's like um I was like making commercials and and they were like making an article about how this is where they were discovering young talent. Yeah. And um because the commercials were there and and like all these great actors, you know, John C. Riley, you know, uh, so many actors were coming out of Chicago at that point but our role and this was mine was that like we were often the unknown player to be named later that was bringing down the price for somebody yeah. that was like, like oh well we, so all, we already life. got someone we're looking for yeah. so mm. but we got an unknown and so I was if I were to like if I were to like write my memoir yeah. know, like, which I'm doing in my news lives right now I'd be like we got an unknown <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. and all of a sudden I'm like that's fucking cool but like yeah, yeah so that so then and then And then yeah, it was uh, Home Alone. I got that role, and then the third audition was the Mickey Mouse Club, which I was like up for, until they wanted me to sing. (laughs) And uh, you're uh, like, I'm more of a jokester, so I I think I I tried handstands. I remember doing, but but they gave me Mickey Mouse ears, and it was, and it was always at the same hotel in Chicago where if you got to the final end, you know yeah and, uh, and like then you kept raising levels yeah. pretty much you and to then fight I booked my first commercial and then it was like just non-stop since then mm. I just did commercials commercials and then any movie that came into Chicago
2: would those be yeah. like so did you have to were you like pulled in and out of
1: school all the time yeah. for this and stuff like that was that I bet your parents didn't love that either then huh Uh or? no no I mean my uh I mean it's a weird it's just so weird it's like I there's no reason I should be still alive like <laughs> Ooh, there really. Relate. Like there really is no reason. Like yeah. I I know uh, you know it's it's such I would not wish I mean it's every experience you can think of. You know, it's so weird. Like I didn't feel like I fit in any world, you know? Like I didn't feel like I fit in with my school friends. And then when, when I started making movies, like I didn't feel cool enough to be with the like Movie star kids, so it was just like you strange. have imposter syndrome yeah. all the time. So
2: was yeah. the group of the ducks? Though was that some place you fit in? Not really. No, no, no. not really. Even. No, I mean
1: there were a few of us that, like, if I'm really honest, like, and I love these guys today. Like, we see a lot of them. Like, we were like high. We're like this tiny little high school, and we're like a family. But at the time, you know, we were teenage. We were stinky teenagers.
2: Were man. they mostly all uh, <sighs> Chicago locals? Also, no, 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 or no, no.
1: I was the only one from Chicago. We had kids from all over America, all over. And Canada. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All over. A couple of LA kids, New York. Yeah. A lot of New Jersey. There was a lot of New I'm Jersey. I'm from
4: Jersey. Yeah.
1: Jersey was a popular awful. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so so do you you only talk to a few of them today or mm, I
1: see what most um, I'll see I see Garrett a lot who played Ghee. Mm. I see Marguerite a lot. Right. Marguerite and I she's been a friend for decades. And then um You know, uh, uh, I see Sean Weiss uh, occasionally. We we were super tight. He
2: replied to me, actually, also. Like, there's a chance he might be coming up at some point, too, to hang out. But we were, like, only one mighty duck at a time. One mighty duck at a time.
1: You you can't cross. We have to to cushion them a little bit. If Sean and I were here, this would be a four-hour fucking podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, uh, you'd have fun, but it would be for our podcast. I think
4: that's the most important thing that we're having fun. Like, I I, I was talking to Mikey about this not too long ago. Like, this podcast is really for us. It's like, we're going to be able to back on this. And it's like, wow, like, look at all these episodes we did. And like,
2: it's getting people in the room and being able to sit down and have awesome conversations. Yeah, like real fucking conversations. And that's where I was like, I think that's where we kind of do it more for us than anybody else. Like, I remember
4: we were talking about in the beginning, we were always like, concerned about the numbers and stuff like trying to get viewers and at some point like you know there's a lot of hap- uh, a lot of stuff happened the pandemic and such we stopped caring and like now we just like it's whatever Yeah. so we don't hit care the stride if, like you and, and we mm-hmm. go
2: way up and then a big uh, global thing happens and things go way down and then you start to creep it's and then like, we're just like I'm not going to look at these anymore yeah it, <laughs> it's like don't look out. at the, don't look at the numbers no <laughs> yeah. it's like this isn't even worth it because it's, I feel like it's going to no, go on. But we're, we but
4: look- as like I guess humans these days, cause the entire planet has just been consumed by, uh, everything. We're so obsessed with, uh, success and numbers. Yeah. And we've just been like manipulated into like, these creatures of like trying to, to whatever the number is, wh- whether it's currency or views or lovers or whatever, it's like, gotta get more, gotta get more. But, uh,
2: I just like talking about movies and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, how did you get Mighty Ducks? What what was that process?
1: Oh, geez, that was uh, was similar to everything else. Like like accidental happenstance, uh, luck, um, timing, all that. Um, yeah. You know, it was. Uh, I. Um, it wasn't. I lied. It wasn't
2: an ad in the newspaper. No, okay. no,
1: that one. No, by then I had an agent, yeah. and like, you know, I had, I, I was, I was booking consistently, and and like, um. And then the audition for this hockey movie came up, and I was like, "I don't play hockey." Had you and, ever been on skates at that point? No, no. I, oh, I even, I, even uh, in Chicago. I only played a little bit. Of like, no, we play floor hockey a lot. Oh, Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, street yeah. hockey without the skates. without skates. Well, because you know, it's there you was must a couple. Have, there's you must a couple have known of lakes. Skate right? No, I, really? no, <laughs> no, no. There's there was a couple of rinks, but like it's expensive, you know. Yeah. And we didn't have that money. And and then there was like a little pond that you know. Outdoor ice is just bumpy, and it's oh like, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to learn on. You yep. know, you know that from Michigan. Yeah, and I and I just didn't. Um, usually, it's like you just had to get taught by somebody who knew it, and mm-hmm. I I didn't, and so I just lied. I said I'd played, and because um, <laughs> um, that's what you do as an actor you yeah. lie to get a part, yeah. right? Yep. And um, I just I'm a you know I just was like yeah I I know how to play, and uh, so they knew we were lying, and. Um, <laughs> they they built the hockey camp which was the thing that you know was was the best you know we would learn i never got what did you first.
2: did you have to audition though oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah okay yeah okay. yeah
1: so it, well, i auditioned and i auditioned for like the bruiser dude the big guy which was one of the bash brothers yeah dudes. one of the so, bash yeah, brothers fulton and i'm like i don't know why i'm auditioning for fulton <laughs> <laughs> they got that wrong and then i they they brought me to minnesota for the screen test and then like we get there and then Steve Brill, the writer, was in the room and he gives he gives me the Averman sides. And so I and he says, Do you wanna look at it? And it's like, I'll look at it right now. And then I just did it and then somehow they hired me. And yeah. um,
2: So like this was Averman. This is him. <laughs> and uh
1: and then yeah, I think I got home and then like right away we started shooting and that was like it was a time where my you know, my dad had just lost his job and my mom was teaching and, and we it was like one of those weird things where thank god my dad had lost his job for all these years and then he was able to like be with my guardian up there where i or i wasn't going to be able to do that movie yeah yeah and uh and then we went up to minnesota in the middle of winter which makes chicago winners how long how long was the hockey camp for six weeks Six weeks, yeah. So, and you got
2: all of your learning from did you get a hockey camp for the second movie and third All three also? movies, yeah. all three movies. You yeah, got I, it.
1: I ended up captain of my high school team, and and uh, no, yeah. shit. so you got really
2: good at playing I, after a while. I was an all star. So, so, you fell in <laughs> love. Did you fall in love with hockey through yeah, that? I still play, yeah. I still what, play. Uh, <laughs>
1: what
3: are what are your teams? That you uh, like I to
1: grew watch? up, I grew up a Blackhawk fan, and then uh, and especially that era, mm-hmm. and then but I also really love the Red Wings because even though you're not supposed to, but like. <laughs> Steve Eiserman and and uh, Federoff and all those guys like they were legends, man. You Dude, know, they I'm, were legends.
3: I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I obviously love the Red Wings, but yeah. like, I'm also like, I like the sport. Like, yeah. so like, you know, there'll be seasons where like, you know, I'm like watching the Bruins, especially when they had Yager on there. Yeah. Or, like, you who
1: know, is still playing somewhere and he's sixty some odd years I know, old, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but when? like,
3: it's just I like, yeah. I like the teams. Like, even Vegas Knights, I thought they were fun. Like their first season. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. watching them all like. Okay, we're going to take the seventh best from like all, every other team and then yeah. just like put them in make one team out of that. Like it was kind of fun to watch. Oh you know? yeah. So, yeah. hockey's
1: always and hockey's kind of was became a really big part of my life and uh, and then and then when I was like and and then I stopped playing and I started chain smoking cigarettes <laughs> for like a decade. <laughs> Because those two don't go well Very well together No, no. I was on the then, team and same team In same team yeah. yeah And then uh, And then I stopped smoking And then you know All that And then, then I picked up hockey again So yeah Oh wow cool.
4: When you were a kid And you you said you became The the captain of the team mm-hmm. And stuff Were the other kids Like enthusiastic About the fact that You, you were, were in duck? hockey <laughs> movies Oh that or? was, it was, it, was, that was it was both It was both It like was like Some kids were like
1: Yeah And some kids were like Fuck you Well they used to call it Hollywood hockey You know mm. like Because and now when I, because when, I'll write about it in my newsletter, I'll talk about Hollywood hockey and like, because it's like, when you play real hockey, man, it's like because Hollywood hockey, because, you know, you want to slow on for camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, oh, no other players are around yeah.
4: you, but you have the puck and you're Here's looking around. Nothing sums, up, nothing sums <laughs> up Hollywood
1: hockey more than like Jack White, who was our hockey coach, all three movies. Uh-huh. And I love Jack. And uh, he was the guy, um, taught me so much right. about how to be in this industry. How to him and Emilio taught me how to behave, and like um, and Jack had arranged during Ducks Two when we shot the final scene um, in front of all those extras and background. I can't call them extras; they're background. And <laughs> and like it was like the whole pond where they Mighty Ducks play down in, or the Ducks played down in Anaheim. It was packed, or like twelve thousand people there, or whatever it was. And they were they had cameras set all up all over, and he had arranged. And there was, like, Entertainment Tonight was there. Disney. It was a huge, like, couple of days. They were giving things away to incentivize the, the crowd to be there. It was an insane couple of days. And Jack, you can obviously imagine from a UPM perspective or from a stress per- this right. was a stressful couple of days. But oh, to yeah. us, we were like, what the heck? <laughs> and Jack had made sure we could play hockey and scrimmage in front of everybody. A so we, of would, we would be able to have the experience of playing in front a, of yeah, people, 12, yeah. not, people not be in your head before that
2: and, I mean before that I mean the only time you guys have actually played real games in like scrimmages would, was hockey camp
1: for well, like, sure well, yeah hockey camp whenever you practice if you, whatever sport you do usually you drill yeah, until you drill. can't move yeah and then the last five minutes you scrimmage and yeah. that's that's what we did basically yeah uh, and then uh, but during that he had rigged it he had rigged it and talked to the Iceland Iceland players the Iceland players oh yeah to take a dive so <laughs> so I score a goal in yeah. front of like all these people and like we all collapse into the corner and they're filming all, they're just filming the audience for reactions because he had tricked the, the producers and said, you're going to get better reactions from the audience if they're just watching them play. Mm. And he knew he wanted everybody to have yeah. the experience, the kids who were playing on the other squad. Yeah. So we all got to experience like what it would be like to play in an NHL game. Except for the fact that it was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> but so you didn't I, know it at I the time. didn't know until, but yeah. but that goalie dove the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Mighty Ducks. Still was, my favorite story. Though.
2: Mighty Ducks was such a huge movie when I was a kid because I grew up in New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire. Oh god, yeah. So I actually grew up a block away from a pond, and I played hockey for eight years and all through pee-wees and everything like that. So. I was the kid that was going to the pond every day, and with the trash cans and the, all the neighborhood yeah. kids <laughs> and playing. And I'm, like my favorite, like uh, Christmas gift ever, was my mom got me like a real, like regulation size hockey net that we. Had to like get four people together, yeah. throw cause it because they're heavy as shit. To, oh, they're so heavy! To like God, get out to the pond there. so we can actually use it instead of the the damn trash cans. And it was things. So when that movie came out, like it kind of resonated so much, and I could relate with so much stuff that was going on. So it was fucking fantastic. But that's why I was saying with D2 when I saw you where you said – you just said you're like, oh, yeah, I've never played hockey before then because you were even on rollerblades. Like you're skating backwards and crossing legs. Like you were fantastic by D2 anyway. And there were like – He, had, he had brainwashed
1: some of us into like – I would have taken a bullet for Coach White. like I Oh, know. yeah. <laughs> so Now some of the kids – like if you had Keenan on here, like he's still a little traumatized. <laughs> uh, sure. Like because sure. here's the thing. Coach White was immune to child actors and we're entitled as fuck bro sure, and yeah. like he didn't care he was gonna beat us into becoming players not beat you know god I gotta be careful <laughs> yeah. you know but this was the 80s and this, the yeah. 90s, this was the 90s he, the, he, he had <laughs> a hockey stick called he had a we job. were gonna we were gonna get worked and sweated <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you know worked hard and and um, like professional players yeah and I had never cause I mean I had never been good at a sport and I'd always wanted to be good at a sport cuz my brothers were I felt like my brothers were and all that stuff and like my best friends growing up mm-hmm. were and I was like I found a sport that I that uh I was like I felt like a sense of like I could do this and that's why it's always meant something to me yeah i mean Ooh. to try to fit the image too i'm sure had a lot to play into it too of the role you're trying to play, right? Yeah, well, Averman sucked. So, it was yeah. like on a team of people that sucked. So, it was like the bar was low. But yeah.
2: turned into the be- one of the best teams. And oh, yeah. that was a big thing to be lifted up and to be um Did you know you knew who Emilio Estevez was mm-hmm. before you talked to got the show, right?
1: Well, we had a whole bunch of rumors on who it was going to be. I remember mm-hmm. that. We were all like is it going to be Rob Lowe? Is it going to be Oh, oh wow. Well. Is it going to be blah Christopher blah blah? blah? Yeah. Chris <laughs> Walken <laughs> Would have been a kids. whole different movie. <laughs> is 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 uh, is Jessica Lange gonna be coach, uh, <laughs> yeah. coach Bombay? Uh, no, the uh, and so when he showed up and I I've told this story a few times, but I'll I'll, I'll share it with you guys that it was he had tricked us and got a like manipulated the day so when he had talked to our teachers, he goes you'd have to go to, you know you do yeah. have to somehow pretend quote unquote to go to school yeah. Not a lot of school is getting done there, but no. you're, you're doing it. And um, he had got us off of we were like banking hours, so we didn't have to work that day for school. And so we were in the classroom in the in the uh, hockey arena where we went to school in a locker room, right. <laughs> and then the doors open exactly, exactly. And then and it's the hockey stink, which yeah. I'm sure you know. Yep, and like an Emilio like just comes through the door and is like all right guys he sprung us from school on day one that's how we meet him and then he puts us in what we called the duck bus and then we went in the duck bus which was like you know where the transportation guy named mike who always drove us around and then we went to an arcade and a um um, a go-kart spot you know all where they have the batting cages and oh he had rented this place out for us wow and, wow. and so proceed. you guys
2: were the only ones and you just had yeah. free reign for about an hour and a half two Ooh. hours and a bunch and it, of 12 year olds yeah. and, <laughs> it was
1: and, like and, a, and then he was like a kid like we watched this guy it was like,
4: like a bonding experience for you guys and him and, and such a good it, idea it
1: was like day one uh, and it debunked it demystified that he was a because he was the biggest movie star in, like the one of the, right. in the world. Yeah, at the time, yeah. Right? he was huge at the time, and he's and we he was Emilio Estevez, right? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, he was just Emilio, and um, and I, I remember like you were like, oh, that's so. Then and I think that that might have is what made that movie so special. What it was, you know, it's like because he's just who he is, man. Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: the story cool. helped a lot too, I think, and yeah. all that went into it when he came on. Did that kind of like. Uh, put a trigger in your head to where this could be an iconic like timeless movie
1: no i don't think any of us knew man yeah I, I mean
4: i i really i don't think so when you're so young i don't think you're thinking on that that level like like this might be like a and think... and you
1: know here's the thing disney knows that which is why they have you sign that three picture deal for not a lot of money <laughs> uh... yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so how far down the rabbit hole do we want to go? You would signed on for three <laughs> movies. Oh, yeah. before we, you even started I, we, the first oh, one, they yeah. knew it was a three picture Whoa. deal. But it was like buried in the contract, and we're like, "There's no way they're going to." Disney make three. loves their three. Maybe they, maybe they thought it. I don't. I wonder think if they all did. their
2: contracts like that. I wonder if every at single the time, movie they do at just the time.
1: Like, Let's just put it in just in case they would call it like a first look deal, where like they you had to have if you wanted the work, you had to like then sure. do the thing. So and and then it was. Um, but yeah, so they, we didn't know there'd be doing more of them. No one knew that that movie would be a success. Everything about it was miraculous. Like even to the way that it was, it was, it was thrown out. Like Steve and Jordan would talk about the how quickly it was developed. Like it was, it would get in the pipeline, and months later, it was being, it was in production. Never heard of, right? Yeah. Especially in that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, it, it's just everything about it was. It just was the right time,
2: you know. How long did you shoot the first one
1: for? We were over, I guess. We went over a couple. Like I, there was bad weather. Okay. And, and you shot um, it
2: all out in actually Minnesota, or yeah.
1: And we had really cold when, and then we had extraordinarily like warm weather early spring, which messed with a lot. And then we had teenagers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh,
2: mm. that, would have, that that must have been the biggest. <laughs> so <nightmare.
1: laughs> well, I mean, not really. I was the oldest. so I was I was fourteen, fifteen. So we had a lot of twelve. Years. We were not you know we were slowing things down probably yeah. <laughs> you know? but not and enough the to be, like real real problems but you know yeah. like your kids you yeah, can't expect kids. you guys to be yeah. like super crazy
4: yeah. professionals no like, no
1: no steve that that was like i mean steve Herrick, who was uh, who I actually think did one of the um, he he's done a few great kids movies too but he you know yeah he was great with us man yeah but i think we might have drove him a little nuts nice. uh, i wish probably. i could have worked in the industry like and work back with them then. Oh, For yeah. like such three a different years. animal! He is such a different animal, man? Because
2: it was just a line of those movies with a lot of those same kids too. Mm-hmm. You had that, and then Heavyweights was a lot of the same yep. guys too. I fucking love
4: Heavyweights. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> well,
1: because everybody was coming up under there was the Jeffrey Katzenberg Eisner, and under him was like, then he had like Judd Apatow shows up, and he's just a part of that crew with Steve Brill and right. Like, yeah, and and then so there was just this strange, like collection of of people who were genre-defining cats you know yeah yeah
2: so was did, did it feel like i mean i'm sure it must be hard when you're a kid going through did it feel like wrangling the kids is probably the hardest part about we literally a... had
1: a duck wrangler I mean, erica <laughs> erica spano started out a pa ended up like a uh, card-carrying member of, uh, of the directors the directors guild oh. that D- was yeah, yeah. that was me um, on teen wolf
4: yeah with with <laughs> All of them running all over the place, especially uh, what's her fucking name? Who would take a phone call and hide into a random set that we haven't used in like weeks?
1: Oh my god! Oh, so you have to hunt her down and find her. Yeah, yeah, I was a
4: first team PA and just like trying to wrangle. And we and it was the last season, so we had a lot of people coming in. Some days we had fourteen cast members,
1: and you know. Yeah, last season you had me. I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You got returning every, every, cast, Everybody's every new little, cast. They're not their best behavior. <laughs> it was
4: yeah. No, it I mean, was it, wild. It, this it, is it, years ago. That's actually uh, I met him on the Teen uh, Wolf yeah. series. I mean I,
2: I also I worked on I worked mm. on Glow and just that alone. You have adults, but you have 14 cast members every single day. Yeah, like you have your principal, 14, and that is tough. Where your typical show like they got you, their wants, you their made, needs. Yeah, they got their typically phone calls. You have three or four you know. a day. And that's yeah. that's your typical show, but like, I'm think I, I don't think I've ever worked a show where you have about fourteen kids every single day, and you have to no, try to deal with that. Like, if I
1: close my eyes and think of that set, it would be like the, what I picture is somehow they'd rigged up a camera on ice skates of some kind. They had um, commandeered part of the hockey equipment. Team to be grips to help move it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and then, like, there'd be cords everywhere and blades, and everybody bundled up, and then us sleeping in our hockey gear on the ice. Like, we're all, like, laid out, like, napping uh, in yeah. our hockey gear. Occasionally, and then occasionally wow. we would play hockey. And I remember yeah. when we were up doing the Game Changers up in Vancouver last year or whatever, two years ago, and the kids were doing – they were trying to wrangle the kids – away from playing hockey to go to act yeah and i was like i was like oh is this what we were like wow. yeah yes, it is. <laughs> so no funny. wonder coach white would never put the puck down <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god that
4: that's so true too and with, with like props and stuff and oh, you're yeah. handing stuff out and you're like oh, oh here's the basketball or whatever oh, yeah no i see you those can't like, this not stop this would be a, them i
2: i would i would take this movie don't get me wrong but man would it be a nightmare you would not have to a second to no. rest as far as doing props on that type of show Holy and crap. my best
1: friends on the movie were the prop guys i remember like literally the two prop dudes i i ended up staying in touch with for many years afterwards oh, what were their names lance and peter man I are they still doing it? Still, don't I, to find I don't know i know one guy was a new mexico dude and the other guy was a minnesotan and a canadian oh, guy okay mm.
2: yeah. yeah they're not local 44 dudes
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and then they were well I'm, i think peter was a was a local 44 guy 'Cause he was the hired he would he came uh, out. Gotcha, to make gotcha. Mm. from from production. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. How crazy was it to like after all these years like be invited back to go to do a show that's kind of like a revival of what you guys started?
1: I think Eldon said it perfectly, who played Fulton. He's like, Man, you know, wow, how cool is it that we got to do a thing about a thing we did many decades ago like that none of us thought we would even do more than once, you know? Yeah. It's like I it was like a reunion plus the pandemic forced like we were all quarantining for 14 days yeah, right. so like you know justin and vinnie who played banks and justin played woo 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 kenny woo and and marguerite and uh garrett and eldon and i like we we hung out every night
2: oh yeah <laughs> and,
1: and then we hung out in eldon's room and then eldon was like hey this is kind of like when we haven't grown up at all. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, it was kind of like an episode of like a, like breakfast club or something or like, you know, yeah. You know, like, so yeah. It, was, it was, it's, it's so surreal, man.
2: Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah. It's, it's funny because you know, like it means so much, to kids like when something comes out and it sticks with them and then those kids become adults and then you know
1: then their kids hey watch it where
4: where are those people from that movie uh that meant so much to me Mm -hmm. and then it's it's like shit kicks back up like 20 years after after it was going on
2: and with Emilio also again yeah (laughs) so that that probably was cool
1: (laughs) oh he's he's one of my favorite people in the world
2: yeah yeah I like him a lot um with with being a child actor, with all these people in the cluster of movies, did you get exposed to a lot of the stuff that most child actors like fall into and everything like that? What, was like, I a
1: mess? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, was there like... was <laughs> well, there, like, he said it in a really nice way. Hey, man, you don't have to be I a childhood actor to be a mess oh i i I had a good 10 years i was a mess yeah oh really like with drugs and alcohol and all that stuff
2: like that was everybody or was there like
1: uh on the sets i mean uh, you know what what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room yeah that's what i'm saying was there like
2: parties accessible for you guys as like
1: uh, i mean yeah it was i've heard worse stories yeah uh and i've heard you know, but we we were we were kids uh, in California. You know, and in Minnesota, you, you know, were kids. And we were, were coming of age. You were
2: fifteen. That's yeah. what I'm saying. As a fifteen-year-old, even if you're not in the industry, it is a time where you kind of just want to try everything. Like with the influence of Hollywood, I feel like that's that's where it gets yeah. even fishier.
1: I mean, no one ended up in in jail, right? And at the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like yeah, fair, that, that's fair. the line. That's yeah, what yeah, i that that's, that's the party good. line, right? There. <laughs> it's yeah.
4: there's such a stigma on like everything but it's like if you don't drop low how do you even have perspective on like life and such and like find value like real value and shit yeah like my life i'm not gonna get into my life but it's (laughs) it's it's been a long weird story and if i didn't have my most darkest like lowest points I don't think I could feel the things I do today. I don't think I could Mm -hmm. do the things I do today and like have this perspective I do. So it's like that shit is important. And like often when people are like going through crazy shit, like they're like, Oh, that person's a bad person or a weird person or something. And it's like, they're, uh, they're just living. They're like, doing their their shit just like let them do their shit
1: no i agree i agree you know? it's it's a. Uh, I i think I, I i live i like to say i live i live my life back, backwards in a lot of ways you know yeah. I, I mean it's there is a stigma to use that word um and when you've been around this shit for as long as i have you know people are like i think you know if they're like if they go on your imdb page and they see like hey why where are you what are you doing now i mean we know the industry works on that mm-hmm. and then i think there's just this assumption that you're damaged goods, you know, and um, and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's accurate not at and all, I, and I and I think it's pervasive. Oh yeah, and I've done a lot of work not to take it personally, right? Um yeah. and I've done the work on myself that I don't need any of this shit. And so it's like, um, like yeah, would I well, do I want to work? Yeah, but do I need to work? No, not for my sense of validation and any of that stuff, you know. And I think when you grip, when you've literally. Like I, I mean, people are like I have have achieved the things that people come out here to do.
0: Yeah,
1: and I've done them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've driven. Around, I've been driven. Like I, I, have been driven around in the limo, and then I drove the limo in that order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So not many wow. people have that experience. online. Right. no, you've you know?
4: had an incredible life experience. That to, like...
1: but specifically in that order. Like I yeah. know what it's like to you know, do survival jobs. And when all my friends that I went to college with, their careers were taking off. And mine was like, I was like on, I was just, no one was hiring me. And I was like, I had sure. no life skills. I had no life skills. Did you feel like,
2: did you feel like um, being part of such an iconic movie in an iconic role that that typecasted you in any way? Was that the reasoning of it? or I don't
1: know. I mean, I was like a dirty little cherub, you know, in my, <laughs> in my early twenties. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think as a character actor I have this like old soul but I look like a little kid right and so that's just weird and I probably had it like outgrow. And they say you know you have to kind of there's this phase in in any writer or actor's career you kind of got to be forgotten and then you got to be rediscovered again Mm -hmm. you can be in that in-between time for so long and one of the people that's helped me out the most was the great late Marty Landau. Marty Landau was a mentor of mine for many years and um and I remember asking him one day, I was like, and I looked, I was like, man, you didn't work for decades. Mm-hmm. The same thing. He he came out, he he was in an Alfred Hitchcock film. He was in North by Northwest. And then he just like nothing for a long time. Right. Yeah. And like, and I was like, man, how did you get through that? And he says, ah, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just and survived. I showed, and I showed up, I kept working on my craft and I kept, you know, being a service to people and the things I can do. And, and then like you know you just who knows man and so um i think it's just such a when you when you've started out as long as i have and you've been in this experience like i there is not oh, sorry i'm hitting like you beat the shit out of it <laughs> there is nothing i i would surprise me like i've had every single experience in this industry yeah you know yeah. so
2: yeah that's pretty cool
1: <laughs> but yeah.
2: now and that's saying thing so when that all started to happen like it 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 you also you took on some new passions. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, exactly. said you were taking, you were doing hockey, but I mean, I'm looking at this. like you've done teaching, you've done writing and plays and yeah. stuff like that, and you've done music. So, wh- when did that start to shift into all on the of sets that? of ducks? On the um, sets yeah, of yeah, ducks, yeah. you started writing on. The I sets was of on. Ducks?
1: I was on the. Yeah, I've been. I've been writing since I was a kid, and I think when you get fam- just because you got famous at something and you realize you really love to write for other people, you know, like I grew up loving Mel Brooks and all that stuff. So it's, um, I've been writing since I was a kid, but you know, I think, you know, it's everybody just thinks you're just this one thing. They pigeonhole, you, you know, you're a prop guy, right? That's, yeah.
4: that's the, the human experience. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're the blacksmith of the town. Yeah. You are the fisherman. Did you, yeah. did you get
2: an opportunity then to write any lines? Like, did, were you able we were to improv at all? And
1: we yeah. were all imp- we all learned improv from our studio teacher, which is so funny to think that like, like Keenan and Sean and I, for example, used to do improv together in, for school. And, and just to think that like Kenan Thompson, the longest running member of Centering Live. Right. You know, we were all learning that at the same, we were all yeah. learning and we were learning from a master of improv. Right. right. And so, and then we would get to improv a little bit, but only a handful of us. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, I was on Ducks 3 and I'm reading like a Tennessee Williams play. I'm reading Arthur Miller. And then David Selby, who played the principal was a character actor comes over and says oh i was in a production of tennessee williams play i was in the original i got to meet him and then you know like this industry the thing that i love the most about our business mm-hmm. is the stories of the prop masters there's stories of this guy who worked on a movie that worked with a guy on jaws and yeah mm-hmm. and and because i you know i've i'm a good listener and i'm a good conversationalist that i would get these stories and then like, he would start talking about it and like jeff nordling come over who played our coach who's a lifelong friend just a, debuted a, a play of mine he's very accomplished actor. And, you know, he saw me he's like, kid, you need to go to college. You're a lifer. Yeah. And, and you're an artist. Um, and, you know, you, you can go get out of this stuff and go study theater. And so that's what I did. And it probably saved my life. It definitely wow. saved my life. So I always tell Jeff, every time I see him, you know, you, he, he didn't even know he was instrumental in, in helping me carve out my path right. of, of who I am and down the road, less traveled. You know, nobody knows. I could be the next Tracy Letts. Nobody sure. knows that. yeah. <laughs> they might in a year from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know how much work goes into that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the, Jeff was instrumental, and David Selby, these two old character actors. Well, Jeff was a young character actor, and they were like, and so at the time, I could have turned down any job. I was like, you know, I was like getting auditions for everything, and I and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. But if I probably had stayed, I'd be dead. This
2: is fresh out of D three. You just went mm-hmm. straight to school. Where'd you go to school? Northwestern. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever not live in Chicago during only your when office? we would
1: do this stuff and then come back to Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That makes sense then. <laughs> so and the, then how long wait, wait, how long were you there?
1: Uh where? In Northwestern. Four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. And you
2: got a bachelor's mm-hmm. in in, in speech,
1: in theater and in, in, in writing, yeah.
2: Oh damn! Yeah, so you kind of did it all. And what were you writing primarily at the time? Uh, I was or- in
1: the I was in the creative writing for the media program. So you wrote like TV, film, and theater. Oh, so you,
2: yeah.
3: you learned it all. Huh. Yeah,
1: and so then and then I came out to LA and been here ever since.
3: Fresh after college.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you want
2: to ask something?
1: Sorry? No,
3: I was just wondering, like, because um, you said you were writing while you were doing mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the Duck movies. Like, what was the the first thing that you actually got like um, maybe published is the wrong word, but like. Um,
1: Oh God man I you
3: actually got to see developed into oh God something. I just did
1: a play at school I think I came really? back off the set of of a ducks movie and like again this is like I'm a weirdo man I got off of a big movie
4: you're talking to weirdos but <laughs> you're good I company. went
1: into my public school and <laughs> yeah. like in the, this you know in this little town outside of Chicago walked into the principal's office and said I want to do an independent study course where I compare failed safe, to how i to dr strangelove which mm. came out in the same year i love that movie. which mm. came out in the same year and we're both nominated for academy award because one is a satire and one is a tragedy and it's the same storyline and i think this is my life's work can i please do a study of this and then do a play written by gore vidal and i'm gonna write like a half a fucking scene and the principal looked at me and he's like who are you <laughs> 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 but i tell that story because it's like when, like when if i go into like off like writing meetings it's like I, the boyhood shows the man like the the morning shows the day like that's it like that is my life if i were to look at my stack of shit that i work on it's like the same thing i'm like i'm part stanley krubeck doing that movie and i'm part failed state uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's wow. what i've done ever since yeah but yeah that that was the first thing i wrote was like a, a series of of like pretend commercials for a Gore Vidal play and that's uh, so in the 1950s they would do NBC Playhouse Pilco West all these like there were these um, uh, pipelines into the industry for people who were coming out like in so many great writers directors craftsmen actors would get their start you look at all those 1970s films they all got their start on these like little playhouses Mm. And, and it's where like, basically theater was being televised. Yeah. And it's, Elaine, I love the movie and I want to make cool again. But it's, um, but like, so I found a Gore Vidal play and then I wrote like, a bunch of like, fake commercials and we put fake cameras up and I just did this play in my <laughs> high school and that was the first thing I think I ever wrote. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And then, I, and then I wrote a play in college yeah. and then um, I was gonna adapt a Tim O'Brien book, a book called uh, The Things They Carried. And it's a great book. And then Tim O'Brien, he's, he's, it's, an, it's an, a, you know, brilliant, brilliant book. And he wrote me back because they just sold the rights to a movie. And he's like, I can't give you the rights to this book, but you should write your own play. And so that was the first play I wrote. Yeah. Wow, yeah. awesome! And you're still writing plays? Oh that, yeah, yeah. Right? I write I plays. Is... I write TV. You've done I write stuff film. at
2: the Pasadena Playhouse, right?
1: Uh, I was in, I was in some stuff there, and then I worked in their scene shop. But I've never. Oh. <laughs> what you do in their scene shop? Oh man, I, like I said, dude, you do the props. Bro, I've done everything, man. <laughs> you a prop guy? <laughs> dude, I've sucked up sawdust. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I have to pee sawdust. so bad, yeah. so I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 you,
2: why do you always announce it?
1: <laughs> people love he's gonna go behind behind the curtain (laughs) (laughs) the
2: curtain's over there it'll come down Uh,
1: I did I work uh, there's a playwright group I work with um, you know and I got like a bunch of screenplays and TV stuff that keeps winning contests and and all that stuff but no it's just you know I've been paid a couple of times you know like most writers I just have never, you know, to, to be in the WGA, it's like, you've got to sell a screenplay or, you know, and it's mm. to like a, to the, a the WGA company. You know? I was going to say, cause and, and like,
2: I feel like these unions are just, it's weird how a lot of them kind of the way they let you in, like ours, you need to get 30 days on a union show. Um,
3: but you have, to, but be you have
2: to be union to work to, on union, union shows. shows yeah so it's like kind of these weird It's things. a catch-22 I know yeah. I, it, with WGA it's the weird they're like they're going to wait until somebody finds something that is high enough power that likes something that you've written yeah, and then it's, they'll just be like all right we'll give it to you now because we yeah. want to do this thing hmm. I
1: have I have it has been cuz it's been it's been my like I have no idea how hard it's been like I know I have, I have experienced showrunners. I have ex, like mm-hmm. experienced people who know that I can write, and it doesn't feel fair that I'm not that I haven't that it hasn't happened for me yet. But like, I also go like, maybe it's supposed to be this way because like I've maybe. I've gotten to survive. I've gotten to help other people. i like, you're, yeah, your exactly, you're still getting to write your stuff. you still your
3: stuff. So it's like exactly.
2: Well, that's it. That's it. you keep writing your stuff, and then if something happens, is that is that like?
1: And now I think I'm ready, like, in the point where – because to do that job under pressure, you've got to know so much. Show running is
2: tough, and I think that's where – like, you can have a script and do stuff, but then – You kind of have to know... With TV show, it's it's interesting because I kind of started in movies and mostly independent stuff, and that's where I moved in. And then once I got into the union, I shifted to TV and episodics, which is where I feel most most comfortable now. But like going from movies, it's like your director is your point guy Yeah. about with everything, whether he wrote the script or not. He's your point guy. Mm -hmm. Um, When you move into episodics... It, the Show director, me. the director's a Doesn't, guest. They're a
1: higher gun, like everybody. They're is. a yeah.
2: guest, and you know what? Like the the people on the crew really are more adept, and they know more things than the director. The only person who is your point guy. It's like okay, the director could say yes, but really. Okay, what does a showrunner think? Like, how yeah. about this? And you're showing that. So the prop meetings, your showrunners there. The lighting meetings, your showrunners there. Yeah. Like every they they have to kind of mold every aspect, and sh- it could definitely make or break. I mean, it sounds like you've done everything. <laughs> you've done through the thing. You've kind of I've experienced had, a like lot when I of say I've thing.
1: had all the experiences. Like I mean right? it,
3: man. I've I've yeah. If you, if you went from writing to sucking up sawdust off a shop floor
1: like yeah you, well, you, you were like you i was like camera. i worked in yeah. the scene shop yeah, yeah. man and, like, you really I shouldn't mean, be doing I... lines
3: of sawdust it's yeah. not good for
1: you i know what bondo smells like <laughs> yeah,
3: bondo. okay <laughs> that might have been the most impressive thing yeah. to me that you said <laughs> like i'm i'm floored
1: <laughs> well it's it's uh you know because like i uh yeah and then i'm like i watch all my northwestern peers like just like succeed or quote-unquote succeed and i'm like why is these relative. things and That's it's so relative. relative man but like i don't think i would have like i mean it like I've, I've had to survive and adapt and now i teach and I, I do these writing seminars and like i bring them in the like i help people so much and i love doing it and and uh um and it's one of the passions i have and i've helped yeah. so many writers yeah. like find their thing I've, i got a guy i worked with who's 70 who's some odd years old and he's a he's a first-time novelist and like, I'm helping him write his first novel and like, man, it's like, I couldn't, I never, if I would have gotten all the things I would have wanted when I wanted them, I never would have had this, like, I've done these, all these other things.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So do you have, you have a couple like uh series pretty much ready to go? Oh, I got, I have,
1: st- so many. I have a stack of IP. So when I, nice. or over the years, like I remember there was a friend who was like, I was like, I had just, I was a finalist for the, one of these fellowships and it didn't work out and it was like i was always like this inch away thing right and then i remember a friend just like finally sold a script that was like a decade to make happen and he's like man look at the bright side dude you've got to develop your voice you know how to do your job in private so you don't have to learn publicly like you know now so when they do call your number right. you can actually do the job
3: yeah you're ready to go yeah
1: and so and i was like and that helped me flip my my res- my, my my perspective Mm-hmm. Of like so-called success, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Are,
3: yeah. do you have anything like that you're working on right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, oh, so much. What? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> it like, yeah. because you're doing. You, it sounds like you do a lot of theater. Yeah. So, like, obviously, that's maybe not as as restrictive to the strike as yeah. Other stuff. What's so, the I mean, best thing I can keep writing? Yeah. So, are mm-hmm. you are you you have something in development? Yeah, we or? have
1: a. I have a reading on the 30th of a, a play uh, about kind of the identity politics moment we're living in right now okay and i'm trying to make it where, make it easy and fun for us to laugh about things that we are always so afraid to talk about about being white about being black about very
3: very strange love
1: about dei and diversity equity inclusion about scared white people doing ridiculous things right yeah uh that are so destructive like blow things up because they're terrified and Mm -hmm. and and like just not being able so i wrote a comedy because mel brooks is my spirit animal (laughs) uh about a small arts organization during a board meeting that behaves like they're just trying to not be white and it's like and 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 it's it's preposterous and you know and i and i I work a lot in that lane I, i had a play i wrote called brother's play which is about um the long-term effects of, of of priest abuse on men and so sexual trauma on right. men, which a lot of men don't talk about i'm a survivor and so and it's uh and so a lot of men don't ever talk about these things They'll, they'd rather die mm-hmm. and so and i think a lot of the the things in our society are 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 based on men just acting like boys so i wrote a play in a comedy about things that shouldn't be funny <laughs> and um and because i think there's power in taking comedy out of things that should oh, be yeah. you know. oh definitely absolutely and so i you know that's off that's usually my spirit animal is like you know like the finding funny and things that shouldn't be funny and then using that funny as a way to like you know what do they say there's an old saying i forget who it was billy wilder you you punch them when their mouth is open so you hit them with the truth and you do the turn when when they're laughing so i don't know if i've heard that yeah that's a great one hit him when their mouth's open yeah
2: <laughs> yeah this is, you also have a weekly newsletter, which yeah, you yeah. mentioned a couple of times. And I actually started reading a lot of uh, your submissions. Um, this is one that I think was why we actually started the podcast almost specifically because of this and like in our industry and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, and it says, uh, but I say what everyone else says in that regard is fail and fail magnificently and repeatedly fail, 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 and fail again. We're failing Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. That's what we, we say we're like, the industry is. A, just a network of failures yeah and, yeah you know, that's Back, what that's where we started is just to talk about the talk failures. about all
4: everything that goes wrong in the industry yeah yeah
2: yeah and and this is what adapted that's right it, people are so <laughs> we, literally, hard a,
1: whoever wrote that man somebody should pay for his I fucking newsletter <laughs> yeah we we, hint, used to, hint, hint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we used to
2: have we used to have people in literally just like tell us all the ways you fucked up in
1: hollywood well yeah was
2: like the whole entire podcast Snake,
1: i've made so many stories. mistakes over the years man i've made i've made every mistake possible yeah. i think you learn from them we, people Especially,
4: are so hard on themselves about failures oh, yeah. and stuff but yeah. it's like that's how we you no. Learn. Yeah.
2: When I first started in art department, I was like one of the first jobs. Like I put a branch through a box truck that because we didn't have teamsters on these not independent none. And then like I was like devastated about it for so long. And then we started doing this podcast, and every single person has put a tree branch through a oh, box yeah.
3: truck. That, I, took a, I took a whole corner off a truck with a telephone pole. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I, no,
4: I, I ripped, ripped, uh, everybody's uh, fucked the truck up. Yeah. Every, I fucked the truck, everybody's up. Everybody's oh, fucked there the truck go, up. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. go. <laughs> I, I ripped the the um the mirror off a of Lexus as I was trying to get a box truck mm. through a fucking small alley and I just left. I don't care. <laughs> it, you got a Lexus. You. <laughs> you can afford a new mirror. Sorry. Yeah. I was a poor PA. I do not care about your car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was working construction during uh during my journeyman years, my decades of journeyman years, and I was working for this guy. He was a big he was a big dude. He was a big bear. He was like a strange contradiction. Kind of he was like he was his, he was a gay Carpenter construction guy, which is a crazy, like, I was like, wow, it's great, you know? And like, he's this huge dude. He was, and he did marble for like rich, like houses up on Coldwater Canyon. And like, I don't know, I needed the job. And so I was doing finished carpentry assistant. I'm not very good. Don't trust me with it. I just hold (laughs) stuff and clean it up, right? And I was working for him. And it, it was this house, and it was like, it was muddy, and there was no concrete, and it was just rained. And we were carrying this, like, marble fireplace up one of those like driveways up Mm -hmm. in the in the hills and then all the way up this like circular staircase and it's marble so you already know where this is going oh yeah (laughs) i I, 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 I can feel it i can't i got anxiety my legs my arms are shaking i'm like i can't he's a big dude i'm like finally and we set it down and i don't set it down gently and oh it's fucking marble right it's fine yeah. you know no it's a marble did it like, turn into it, like 36 pieces no graphics? i got so lucky it only turned into like only like a little couple of pieces fell off and i'll never forget the look i got and, and then he's like yeah well uh We'll glue that back on. <laughs> but it was like all of that. And I was we'll like, oh, man. That. And it was right at the end. We like, it was right it at down. the end, uh, man. Uh, yeah, so yeah. always the one rule of Hollywood, no matter what, you set it down gently, man. Oh, <laughs> set it down
4: <laughs> gently. Oh, my God. We work
1: it, in props. It reminds me of uh, those you ice. set it down
4: gently or you have no, some No, that's handling.
2: the one. You should tell that to most of your actor friends, as a prop person. Right. <laughs> so how many times we're sitting behind monitor like, oh, no.
1: Yeah. It reminds me of uh,
4: was it season one or two of American Horror Stories when we had those ice sculptures come in to Bro House. Oh my
1: fucking god! Oh, that's not good.
2: No, it's like it's like a TikTok house of like those. Yeah, one. it was supposed oh, to be like like god yeah these bros, bro. Yeah, where they're just mm-hmm. partying all the time and they and wanted to make like ice luge sculptures. So we like found a dude who would make these custom sculptures for us with the luge in it and then could put it up. And then we bring it in and we we're supposed to shoot. And then like it's like a hundred degrees out. and It's like freaking melting These things are
4: melting fast,
2: <laughs> it's like out it's just like things cost
1: like a grand each <laughs>
2: they're so expensive
1: oh hollywood <laughs> what do they say like just come for four seasons a day yeah you, you, oh, i think if, if you're out there you're listening you're like what do you doing to, to do production just bring layers that's it know yeah <laughs> But we love it. Just, just just bring layers, man. We love it. Because it's going to be hot, and then it's going to be cold, and then it's it going to be started, hot, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. then it's going to be cold again.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely want to plug your your, um, your newsletter, because it's really, really good, and there's some a lot of really good stories and and some good stuff in here. I've started reading it a lot, because <laughs> uh-huh. you, you, I think you sent it to me when I first reached out to you, and I was like, oh, wow. And there's a lot of stuff about the ducks in here yeah, uh, also, yeah. too, which is what it comes to. But... You can expand out from that. Yeah, Tales from the Pond is what it's
1: called. Yeah, it's called. on Substack, and I, I'm sure you could probably put it in the, when you do the... Yeah, I'll yeah.
2: put it in the notes. So I'll put it
1: in the notes yeah. and then. Um, another
2: thing is you teach, you teach writing yeah, classes, I huh? Do. Yeah,
1: I do. I do consults. I work with anything workshops. from amateurs to pros and anyone in between, and then I do workshops. And I've done them in treatment facilities with like people who are you know, coming down off of drugs and alcohol and have never told their story and just to move their hand and do get in touch with their sense of truth for the first time in their life is I've done that, and I've also done it with like pros and writers. Damn, it's so a th- powerful experience.
2: So it helps you meet a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff too. I bet you that yeah. helps build and how you even write even more. Oh yeah. Right? you, it, you get some yeah. story built on just that alone. And that's you, you, you do these workshops in screenwriting. Yeah, so writing, I, like, I, yeah, you know, and then
1: I do. I teach structure. I teach story muscles because uh, a lot of us struggle with understanding like. The, uh, the muscles of story.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: you know, and there are, in you know, and I think what I try to do is I try to isolate them and like, like you would in physical therapy where you're just like, you're just working on that one muscle that's weak. Sure. And take it away from the things, like everybody's got the story they want to tell and I think sometimes we got it wrong as, as artists and creatives is that like sometimes you just got to workshop the muscle, you know, and take it away from the projects that's precious and so you can understand like what is the, mechanics at play here because mm-hmm. then you can beef it up and then apply it to whatever you're doing so like you know if you're mm. an athlete and you want to run yeah you know uh races then you got to build your quads up or you're not going to make the race so i i, I try yeah. to separate those things because people come to me and they're like i want to write a novel i'm like just 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 move yeah, your hand chill. Yeah. move your hand and, and tell me what what kind of theme and premise stuff and interests you and then cool. and then you've kind of slowly built your way to it
2: yeah a lot of people say it's like because when you start anything nobody's really good at it so
1: you just gotta like
2: just start writing yeah the trash write the trash out it doesn't matter whether you think it's
1: good or make your first movie and let it be sucky yeah Yeah, let it just let it happen it's (laughs)
2: don't second
4: guess yourself we're so conditioned to want like instant gratification you gotta suck or you're not gonna get better like uh we're everything's so mcdonald's these days you know like we it's like we want that like quickly replicated thing like oh i'll be a writer i'll write this thing it's going to take off and be amazing
1: immediately but yeah no write a bunch of garbage
2: are these classes all in person or do, you uh, do i do virtually? I,
1: I, well if anyone you can always reach out and i, I go to I'll, I'll go anywhere and bring my thing and all i need is a room and a bunch of notepads um and then i do that i've done that before before the pandemic i was doing it more but now I, I do a couple of Zoom groups. And oh, cool. Then, uh, and then I do, like, consults one-on-one with people. Like, I look at it like I'm a boxing coach. So like, yeah. So, like, helping people get on. Usually they're just in their way in some capacity. Yeah. So I, I'm not re- – I'm just re- – it's reinventing the wheel, man. It's like there's a handful of people in that write and work in creative recovery. Like, they know how to help artists usually just get the fuck out of their way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So
2: – yeah, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes, too, but it's a song. Uh, a oh, yeah, Song, song, of, song ourselves, of Ourselves, which comes song. from Walt Whitman, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, too, if anybody's interested out
3: there. Do you think you kind of, uh, uh, kind of gravitated a little bit towards the teaching aspect of it because of your, your mom?
1: Oh god, yeah, man. Yeah. My, I think I rebelled it for so long. I was like, I'm not going to be a teacher. And I've done, I've substitute taught. And I was like, and I was like it would be a, I would I can't. Where did you substitute teach? Was it like at the high school or? I, I was a long-term chemistry teacher and I don't know what? shit about chemistry. <laughs> How did I've, that uh, happen? Uh, cuz everybody was pregnant in the science department. And, um, <laughs> I was I was awful. I was awful. And I yeah, I've done it. I just all over LA is like, you know, there's like there was like an Uber for substitute teachers I forget what, what it's called what is this, you know? like yeah Les
2: Averman is our substitute
1: teacher <laughs> oh I've parked cars like I've I was a valet at a hotel I've worked in a warehouse where I was putting stickers on a movie that I was in <laughs> oh bro like I, when I say I've had every experience I yeah. mean it man like if you want to know about humility come to me well, I was thinking about the. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm delivering documents right now because I, I need some exactly, form to make money. So exactly. I, I'm not, sh- no, shame, yeah, in at all. no I shame in that I relate
4: very, very much to that. I did so many things. I was an emergency dispatcher. I worked for a children's charity. I worked at a hospital. Like my, my life has just kind of been like, boop, 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 boop. It's not linear, man. No, not at all.
2: No. And, and when you, right when you, I mean, with this industry, especially right when you think it's like, all right, I got, like, one of my dream jobs right on the right trajectory. Life will send you a curveball or yeah. a writer's strike yeah. or a I,
3: pandemic or something. Yeah. You know, and it's to, like, oh, never mind. To <laughs> yeah. be honest, like, when I moved out here, I was, like, hustling. I was, like, the the first job I got, I got at a uh, vintage clothing shop on Magnolia in, in Burbank because I was, like, it was right around Halloween. So I was like, I'll just walk up and down Magnolia and see if anybody needs any help around Halloween. And then I started, like, and then I Ended up getting like handyman jobs. And yeah. you started getting practical construction jobs. Yep, I almost feel like I've. Like, we were talking about. Muscles. I love how you called
1: it practical construction because it's an entirely different thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 like yeah. but um, it's built yeah actual it's, it's construction. Really. Sixteen inches. It's apart, not one mean, by and fucking it, right? Luan Yeah, it's yeah, it's actually.
3: it's similar, but it's kind of a different beast.
2: That's what these walls are. Is one by. Yeah,
3: but it's it's you were talking about like muscles. I almost feel like. Because I've been union for like six years and almost six years. And I really haven't had to do anything outside of that since I got into the union. And that, I feel like that muscle. Because unions astro- work, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that it's, I've gotten a little, um, um, that muscles, uh, at- atrophied. Atrophied. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Where- I made a choice a few years ago that I didn't want to do any more dead end work. I was driving Uber and I had a girl and I was really good at not letting the pukers in my car. <laughs> and I was chasing one of those. I, I was chasing one of those Uber. Like, if you get twenty two rides, you get an extra eighteen dollars, and it's like your fucking science fiction model Yeah, you know? yeah I know. And it's like I'm those in. Those personal goals. I'm in Philip yeah. K. Dick's long lost fucking novel. That's right? how they get you. And and I'm and it's nine p.m. on a Wednesday, and even I. Well, I used to throw up at nine p.m. on a Wednesday, so I should talk. And like and this like you would totally like look at the mirror and be like, okay, she's fine, single, you're cool, and not like the dude and just threw up all over my car. No. And um You're like I'm done. And that was it. And I and I think it was that moment where I paid some guy to detail in my car. Don't and, they have to pay for the well, detail? They, they underbid yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you'll usually end up having to cover a little bit of it. And I remember I was like, "Okay, I'm only going to do work is in my skill set. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long it takes and uh and I'm, that I'm of service to humanity in some capacity in my natural abilities." Yeah. yeah. And and, you know, it's not always easy, but I'm trying my best to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And doing pretty good.
2: I mean, you have a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, you haven't made an EP. and So I, I saw that you dropped an EP in yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it was fantastic, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I listened
1: through it, and I was like,
2: this is really fucking good. Are you still writing music?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've written so many songs. Did like, I've done, like, three or four other records. I play in the Bluegrass Band for a couple of years. Um, I played in like a uh, um, like I've just I've been playing music my whole life, yeah. and then I I, I just kind of was like I I was like ah I don't know if I, I like that's a hard road, man. I was like oh I get to be in a van and yeah go to Santa Barbara and and maybe <laughs> sell eight records. Yeah, <laughs> it's the like, music I, industry is tough, I've written rough and I've now. written so many great songs, and I think I was like I'm gonna write them and give them the Willie Nelson, and I'm like. I have really great songs. They're yeah. fucking great songs. I'm I'm a badass finger picker. Are but you I'm I've done it. Are you, you know?
4: putting your stuff on Spotify? Like would I be I able have, to find I it? I, I saw have a record
1: stuff on I, my record dignity is on dignity, Spotify. dignity. Yeah, dignity? That's yeah. the one I listen yeah.
4: to. I want to hear it. Yeah. right now everyone shut up. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll listen to it on the way. No, about.
1: it's deep too. <laughs> I tried to like not because everybody gets repetitive in Americana, so I wanted to go my out my idea was to work down the river where it was like, you know, the poor white and the uh you know the the triangle the poor white yeah. country pickers and the poor black blues guys you know and they were always cross-pollinating and so i was wanting to play in that line.
3: so if you were doing like the whole bluegrass circuit did you ever run across like um steve martin because i know he was really into that oh man he's a genius banjo yeah picker, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he is was, he was really I've never he was pushing that hard his for band is they're some of the best players in the world yeah man. he's yeah. got a good bit where he always talks about like
2: uh you
1: know, wait whoa, whoa. what are you doing
3: you're
2: they... going to have to save
3: the One Piece <gasps> for next episode. No, we'll, we'll do it this week.
2: We'll do it this week. I promise. But I'm going to give you a full... I mean, full, I'm I don't sorry, you... we went long. No, maybe. no, you're fine. I'm no, going to give... Was good. this was good. Bill. Bill <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right. You're I'm right, going right. to give you a full segment. No. It's, it's going to be called... Billiam's Review. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The One Piece. <laughs>
1: did, I, did I talk too long? No, you were <laughs> No, no. This, this is honestly, this is, this is, is just how I'm we saying. go. We yeah.
4: we we like to just fucking bullshit and yeah. talk and yeah. like. We've gone just the three of us like, where we like we end wh- up
1: doing. Is like, there a game we're supposed to play here? Yeah, again? yeah. So okay. I'm I was going to definitely eat this. not going to be able
2: to get to the second one, but the first one, this one is all I want to. If you're is, listening, this is
3: a preezy easy game we call. I've been it, thinking I've about all the best penis. Oh wait 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 wait.
2: Oh oh. Wait wait wait. Do you want to talk about some TV movie news?
3: Oh yeah, sure. Hold Wait, on I thought to your you. Butts. Mm.
2: <laughs> I I haven't used the soundboard at all today. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Okay, there we go. It's I got, got a soundboard. I it's heard really you the first time, it. Samuel. Oh, I, I got to make sure it comes across. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. I'm...
4: Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. What yeah, what what if we're not talking pirates, what did you want to talk about?
2: We're gonna be doing the top ten, the top ten game. Oh, I thought oh, you were just, gonna say, yeah, did yeah. you want to talk about no, movies? I mean, so it, we're that, gonna write the down the top ten about. movies. What is this? No, we're gonna talk. So we're gonna do. This is gonna be the top ten best sports kids movies. Like, uh, my so top can put ten put an iconic movies. on it, um, and this is gonna be from Turner and
4: Hooch. So
2: this is from Ranker.com. Mm-hmm. I don't Ranker. Trust that com. So put that into consideration. And you top guys can 10. see, you, you're looking at right now 22 is miracle, and 21 is garbage picking field, goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. It sounds so good. Classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. That rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, actually. So, So what you're going to do is you're going to guess
1: your top three. Fuck the Sandlot, is that what it's called? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoa! Oh, whoa! Sound, wait, have you I guys, got dirt have, in my
4: pee hole. Have you guys ever
1: had to face off with the Sandlot? Bro, cast? I see these guys all the time. You really on, do I, on the circuit. We we see each other. my friend Brandon, my friend Brandon from the Ducks, who was in both, mm-hmm. right? The Ducks yeah. and Sandlots. So he's always on an airplane somewhere, and he's also in a bunch of horror movies. And Brandon, so he's uh, he he says, "Man, the Sandlots like is like the Ducks if." If Gordon wouldn't have ever showed up, like, we're a
3: rough lot. <laughs>
1: now,
3: when you say the circuit, you mean like the, oh, uh... the, uh,
1: you know, when you go and do the, signings, the signings and stuff The, com- like that. the So I see the stuff. Sandlot guys. They're they're uh, all over the country. So you probably
2: I won't like this one,
4: though. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I don't I'm, have a duck one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go D. Okay, got
2: it. <laughs> yeah, so what, wait, whatever wait. you think. And if, if you landed the
4: position, you're going to get it. And I know... I have wait, 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 wait. What's the category? It's kids movie? Kids sports movies?
2: Yeah, so it's kids. Yeah, kids sports movies.
4: Okay. Uh, but okay.
2: think of it with an iconic thing. And I, I think... Uh, I've looked at a, if you here' I'll, I'll go down angels in the infield is one infield
4: so, its outfield yeah I know I know oh, wait but what this the is fuck? low End so zone. I'm going this is 26. Oh, okay you're you're just kind of I'm going
2: down so you can get an idea mm-hmm. and we're gonna go through here uh, you can you can wait to go through the honorable mentions because we do the uh
1: the Damn, from 20 is...
2: to 11 is the honorable mention so game plan is 20 with Dwayne the Rock Johnson
1: then you is, can is get that an really idea a kids
2: movie? Well, that's it's things kids can watch. The rookie it is, a, a is a, a sh- kids can watch. Oh, the rookie yeah. is a TV
4: show about a cop. I thought the rookie is, all, is Fili- a movie Fili- 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 that's not Nathan a cop show. Fili- Fili- Fili-
2: you never seen the you never heard of the rookie the movie? The I worked on or?
4: the pilot of the one with the cops. No, it's 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 a it's a Did baseball you, movie. <laughs> I I was working on the pilot and it's like my ten.
2: Oh, you put all 10? Damn. No. (laughs) He's been in uh, this, there's no fucking way. uh,
4: Quick, quick, like, a little weird thing about, uh, with Nathan uh, Fillion, I, um, I was on set, and I saw him being a complete dick to somebody, and I was like, what is going on over there? And he was, like, yelling at her, and then they started laughing, and he was just doing a fucking bit, and I was like, for a second, I thought this guy was an asshole, and I was gonna have a little bit of a heartbreak. That's the whole story.
1: <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how they rank. Like, are they, or they, you like, I'm school... <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm doing that that. Is I, like I, Friday I Night six. Lights and Remember the Titans, like, I don't I, think yeah.
2: that's like, that's not a, that's not something kids can enjoy. Well, See, I'm, kids I'm aren't going to enjoy that. I'm
3: picturing though. it's got to be something with kids in it.
4: The movie Kids. Yeah. I don't think, so
2: I have on my list Cool Runnings, which is not <sighs> something with kids in it, but it's very much a kids movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I saw this that in the theater. It's like,
3: See, I I think kids would be bored watching
1: that. Um, All right. All right. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I'm really curious to know how they rank it. 18
2: Uh, is the big green. Got it.
1: Oh. See, I had that. I had that. I had that as number four.
2: I'm like starting to think. I, you you rattled out 10 pretty I quick. Got, yeah, I, I, I can barely
1: get past. I have seven I have right now. I have Bended Like Beckham on this list. You do oh. have Like Beckham? That,
2: that's pretty good.
1: And maybe good. it's because I had a, a Keira good. Knightley crush. So yeah. I like, okay. <laughs> Knightley. Yeah, that
0: is fair.
2: Um, 17 yeah. is Dreamer with Kurt Russell and Dakota Fanning. No comments. Uh, never though. heard okay, you know, Moving and, on um field of dreams that's so not that's, a kid's movie
1: that's not a kid's movie yeah no. oh i know i don't no. like ranker man yeah. i don't like <laughs> ranker yeah you can bad news oh, bears i had them down as number four bro that's a good one
2: yeah that's not that. a bad one that's bad, uh, which
3: one is it is it with uh walter Matthau or, or, or is it with um, um uh, uh, uh,
2: Keanu. Billy bob thornton oh wait this is walter Matthau.
3: okay, okay. i
1: was thinking I was, of something else so you think billy bob Thornton's all i know is we better be ranked higher than 14 yeah Oh, the natural? What? The natural. I, mean, I, I uh, would put no. just put that in just sports movies. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, are kids you sure
4: movie? this is kids sports? No, it's 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 oh, appropriate little, little for little big kids. league.
1: Oh, I was up for that one. I remember crying on the bathroom floor for that one. <gasps> really? Oh god, little this big is league? after Mighty Ducks. Oh, it's around the same time. Around yeah, the same yeah. time. That and Rookie of the Year. I remember getting. Oh god, it was heartbroken. Oh, I, rookie I was up of for the, the for Year. That. Oh. Rookie of the Year, number eight. Uh, <laughs> I have the, it down as number
3: eight. What was the one? What was the one where the kid like breaks his arm? That's Rookie of the Year. That's, That's rookie, rookie of the Year. Yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. He uh, his arm snaps and hits the doctor, and the doctor says "funky butt loving," <laughs> which was not very kid friendly, because I mean
3: it's a lot yeah, better yeah. than uh, <laughs>
4: funky butt loving. But what's the? I can't the the believe they slid that.
3: What's the not PG version of fucking?
2: Honking. Okay, I got 10. I actually I got 10. I, I did got, 6. I, I got 10. I'm Five. doing 3 and I'm done. That's <laughs> no, <yeah>, fine. <laughs> I fine. have inherent the win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll see. I got 10. I got 10. So at 12, we have... Re- oh, remember I was the t- wondering, yeah, I told you. I have nine, man. See? Oh, uh. see so you got to cross those off now. See, I, I didn't... Th-
1: I, I I, was thinking kids move... Remember? Well. No, remember, it's, a dis- it's a Disney. So how many yeah. of our yeah, lists we actually 10. had in the top 10? That's the key, right? So yeah. you, have to, you
2: have to nail the number pretty... Okay. Yeah, but actually, yeah, you get a half a point if, it's, if you got them in the
3: top 10. I'm going to say right off the bat, two of my tops, because I only did six, two of them have animals in it.
4: Mm. My top three are ones I made myself. So
2: I, I want Rudy. <laughs> Rudy is. Good. Oh yeah. Rudy. I don't know. Okay, this one is one that is biggest questionable Anston. as far as the kids. But I mean, see, if... I got
1: to know a lot of those guys because they did uh, Sorry Murder and Axe Murder, which was the same producer. <gasps> yes. Oh, Man. With, uh, I was
4: just talking about with that with Myers. somebody. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we never Rudy? even talked about that. Before.
4: Harriet. No, I know those were.
1: I mean, you're going to have to come back. At uh, some you'll, point. you'll have me back. You'll okay, deal. <laughs> 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 um.
2: Rudy is the only movie I think that's like, yeah, that if you make it to the, without like, if you make it to the end of this movie and you don't shed a tear,
1: I don't trust you as a human being.
4: Wow. That's what what I said. I I haven't seen it in a very long time.
1: You you might have to get your empathy checked. Yeah. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's the, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you an appointment actually to get that <laughs> okay, check. <maybe. laughs> all right,
2: here we go. Yeah, his right.
4: empathy is all whacked out.
2: Here we go. <laughs> number 10. Um, d- d- number 10 is A League of Their Own. No. That's
1: See, I. wouldn't say that's a kids' movie. No. sports yeah. movie. Yeah. I would say that's just a sports movie. I would I would yeah. absolutely have that in my top ten. If sports you movies. wanted to get specific, yeah. vintage sports yeah. movie, vintage sport.
2: But you know what? Yeah, no. Next time we do this, I'll give you three options of websites
1: to choose from. slapshot's
2: slap slap gonna it. be in here. Yeah. yeah.
4: Ooh, Ooh slapshot. Slap oh yeah. yeah. I didn't even think
2: about that. I don't know. I don't think so. I think slapshot seems a little adult. Oh god, I got the two.
3: I got airbud on my list. Do you? I got an airbud. And I also lift.
2: got MVP, most valuable
3: primate. Oh, I I actually I forgot MVP. I did MXP, most extreme primate, where he <laughs> snowboards.
1: <laughs> What's the Michael Jordan uh, basketball? Oh, I got that too. Oh, like Space Mike. Jam. Like Space, Mike. Jam. Oh. Space Jam. Like Mike. Oh. Okay. Space
2: Jam.
3: Fuck, I'm throwing that in there now. Space Jam
2: is definitely gonna be okay, on yeah, this yeah, list. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go go right. Right. I I, I
4: did a bad job. I'm I'm figuring out. I mean, but you know, <laughs> I got to see number them. nine. Let's go. Okay. Later. Okay. Okay. Number I blame this list. Number
2: nine is. Cars. Well, it's a race, NASCAR race, race car movie.
4: I think AI generated this. Disney I don't think a, wants a soul to drive their, their
3: traffic.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: the yeah. evil
1: <laughs> mouse did this
3: list. <laughs> you will have to watch.
2: My they star. made
1: your career by doing this podcast. I made much this. Sure. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just say fuck you, mouse, right
2: yeah. now. <laughs>
4: We're all putting out mousetraps tonight, baby.
2: <laughs> he went back to them to do the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Disney. Right. Number eight. Number eight. Angels in the outfield. Okay, I have. Oh, I have that at
3: number five. I
2: have them at number six.
1: All right. I didn't even have that one.
3: Oh, with um with um, um Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he's oh, a God,
2: he's I think a I auditioned
4: dead guy for that
1: too. Did really?
2: you really? As the kid. Wait, what you no, was Christopher this? Lloyd. oh 1994. You totally could have. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You totally yeah. could have. Um, oh, is
1: that? Is he the main yeah. guy? I haven't seen this. God, yeah, imagine if forever. you turned out to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, he, imagine if he turned out to be me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I could imagine you in Looper. Looper's yeah, good. Yeah, you could just be side. Yeah, you could play a young um, Bruce What'd you Willis. What you think of it?
3: I, I like it. I like
2: it. I, I haven't gave it a,
4: seen it. I gave it a four I like stars. Looper, yeah. Out of five, yeah. I don't even watch don't like What's movies.
3: What's number seven? What's okay, nice?
2: number seven is... Little... Oh, oh I forgot about... Little Giants
3: ones. is this far down on the yeah,
2: list? I had it that as number... That was my number three. That was my
4: number three, too. Rick
3: Moranis and... Um, 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 Al Bundy. What, what's his name? Uh, uh, you had to have had Ted Little Kaczynski. Giants. I
2: You had Little Giants. I not know. I didn't. You didn't? No. I didn't. This is like in your time At the same... I know. I feel like... Because like... it's a
1: Xerox copy of a Ducks. It is. It is. But that's why I figured Absolutely. you would have written it down. <laughs> but yeah. it's football. But <laughs> it's got the great Rick Moranis in it. Oh, it's yeah. got the great yeah, Rick Moranis in it. I do
4: love Rick Moranis. Yeah. It,
2: it,
1: it was a fun movie
2: um okay number six is rookie of the year i had
1: that one as eight
2: i had it as eight as well um okay so no one's nailed the exact one i got three out of ten so far so um number five Cool runnings! Oh, you yeah. okay. had? Wow. See, yeah. I did, but I had it as number four. I mean, I, yeah, I had it as number four. Uh,
3: I, I disagree with this as a kid's movie. I saw this as a kid movie. I mean, and I thought it was this is def- it's a Disney movie. But I thought it was boring as a kid because I watched it because they had John Candy in it.
4: I yes. Like, Back when he, I was a kid, I would watch anything with John Candy. Yes. I fucking loved it. It was
3: a
2: fantastic. You guys didn't like
3: it? No, no. No, I, no, like, no, I, I, I loved it. I appreciate it. it as a, as like a, a child, I was like, this is boring. Oh, this, I, I this
1: liked like, it as a kid, too. It's probably yeah. pretty problematic now, is my guess. Oh, you think so? Uh, I, don't I don't haven't I seen wondered, it in it many up. years. I do think so. I'd be curious I, if it holds up. I saw it yeah. a few years ago. You know, ago. sometimes it's really disappointing when you watch those movies. You're like, oh, I can't watch Revenge of the Nerds anymore. Dude, yeah. I've talked about this a few times. What, c-
3: Meatballs c- with uh, Meatballs. Bill Murray, and there's a scene where he like sexually assaults a woman, but there's it's all... supposed to be funny. Yes, and, like, watching it like uh, like 2018, like I was watching with a group of friends. None of us had ever seen it, and we we're all like, we all had to pause the movie. And we're like, do we just do we just watch Bill Murray just like attack a woman?
4: Yeah, do we have to make a police report then? <laughs> no, no. um, yeah, it's it's just wild how casual a oh, lot yeah. of that stuff was back then. Yeah.
2: Did, did did Mighty Ducks one come out in 93 or was that Well, the... I think
1: it was 93, but we'll have to find out cuz I'm sure it's up here. <laughs> it's yeah, 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 yeah. I am <laughs> hoping it's number <laughs> 1. Saying, 93 number movies. One on 93 Disney. It's funny. I didn't, didn't have D3 three on plus. my list at all, so it's like, you know. Oh.
2: I didn't I, I only put the one Mighty Duck. I I feel like it's yeah. But I just I did just watch Mighty Ducks one and two and I was like I, I was telling him when you came in I was like oh D two actually had like a lot of the iconic things you remember from like the Bash Brothers the Knuckle Puck like oh yeah a lot of the we, stuff that you Ducks, like, I didn't a think lot
3: that of that people like, uh, think Ducks two is better than one we would always joke in high school like our favorite line from that movie was uh, uh at the very end when like the uh, the the Swedish coach or the, the Swedish or German whoever the 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 main antagonist coach was like you lost the game for us. <laughs> He you lost, lost, lost the game for yourself. Let's go shake the hands. <laughs> <laughs> we, we quote that all the time. Let's go shake the hands.
1: Scott White, who they dyed his hair and he played three different characters. Oh, movie. really? <laughs> he came back in Duck Street and he was just a different character. <laughs> He's just another. Watch it. Watch Duck Street. because to be a Scott mind. White because Scott White was easy. His mom. He was funny. He was easy to work with. His mom was nice. You know, and that's a big, dye that's his hair a big give him character.
4: Yeah. That's that stuff affects stuff. If if they like you, like as a person, they want to yeah. keep you around. It's like, uh, what's his name, Steve Harrington from Stranger Things, right? He was supposed to die season one, yeah. but they loved him on set so much. that are uh, we got to rewrite this. Well, yeah, they write the you, around. it's the
1: equivalent of that baseball player who hits 210. But like somehow stays on the team. Yeah. because in the no. locker room, he, he yeah. keeps the it, it, he's hilarious. It, it he's works, building morale. It works the other way oh, though yeah. too, because like it like we were saying with episodics earlier,
2: it's like a family bond builds on episodics because you'll work for years on one show
1: with just the same crew. Family so, trauma. You mean trauma? Trauma. Bond. Yeah, tra- trauma, trauma bonding. Well, <laughs> yeah. like
2: if, if you're a good person, like they had they originally wrote you to kill you off. They'll keep you around because they love working with you. To where we've worked multiple times on a couple shows where an actress or an act, an acting person came on, and they were a like creature a, of they, the yeah, night, and they were a piece of shit, and they were horrible to everybody. And they're like, we're, the, the, yeah, the showrunners just like, eh, we're, we're we don't, killing Let's them. not deal with this anymore. Yeah, and they I literally want to say a off.
4: name right now, but I'm not. Gonna. I
2: know, I know, no. I know the feeling. I, yeah, but thank God things happen. Right, Wait, so, number four, number four, number four. Space Jam. Space Jam. Damn it. How did I not get Space Jam? Uh, okay, this is the top three. These are the ones that matter the most. Sandlot and Mighty Ducks have not come up yet, so no. I know that's. that's...
3: Or Airbud.
2: I have Airbud as number five, but
1: I don't think that's going what... I think I think it's going to be D1 and D2 and Sandlot. Okay, let's see. Let's see.
2: Three is the Mighty Ducks franchise. franchise. Oh, the
4: whole thing.
2: <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I had Mighty Ducks in number two, to be honest.
4: <laughs> but you know, this is number three, and you saw some of those movies that were that were below it. And That's this a good it, point. this is not this is not the. We beat Cars. We got it. You beat Cars. You beat. I beat. <laughs> you beat. I'd be, I'd be you beat, Owen you beat uh, a league of their own.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: There's no crying in baseball. We so, all learned. I, mean, learn I that don't look from at any movies. of
2: these because there's four different lists to choose from. I don't look at anyone before I go on. I could have, but I'm not here to suck your dick. <laughs> so gonna it's gonna You're be
1: it's gonna be Lady Killers, and it's gonna be Lady Killers or, or Ladybug, whatever the whatever. The, not Lady. Killers. Oh. Lady Killers is uh, is the uh, original oh, Ladybug. That's uh lady Bugs, um ladybugs. with uh
4: Ron uh Rodney Dangerfield. I think
1: it's gonna be Ladybugs, and it's gonna oh be Sam. God,
4: I haven't seen that I in many him, oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Um, i hope it's the,
2: fir- what the next two the first one came out in 1992 by the way so this these few years was a golden age with disney kids movies. i was in right. second grade number two number two is the karate kid oh, okay
4: karate. all right all right now now
2: you're stretching i, I agree no, no i agree too I agree. <laughs> it is great. No. Wax on. that was I a agree. famous line in the mighty ducks for you actually yeah. <laughs> wax I...
1: on wax on I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. With this. I, I okay. Didn't even yeah. think about it. So myself. we know what number one's gonna yes,
4: be. Yes, we do. Holy shit. And, I didn't and I'm, mm, it uh. is. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: oh man.
0: You're ki- you're ki- you're killing Stop
2: playing me,
1: out. Small. There we go.
3: I can't even believe Airbud wasn't even on this
1: list. Airbud wasn't even on the list. Um, I, I did not do well on that. I uh, um I had Friday Night Lights down there. I actually
4: did have Sandlot as number one. I had, I had,
1: Sandlot, s- as I had one Sandlot as number one. Sandlot as number two. It's
4: just I had it a as thing three. that all the humans know.
3: I thought Airbud. I had Airbud as number two because I thought Airbud over Sandlot, just because they made the like five Airbud movies, and then they started making like. Airbud puppy movie. Yeah, Airbuds in Space.
4: Yeah. They became the Airbuds. Like, which French. took uh, uh, They know, took place over the Budweiser frogs at some point.
1: I'm going to actually go <laughs> on a record and say the Sam Lots are. It's like. It is kind of like Stand By Me for Sports, I guess. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. It's, it's a coming it's, of age. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. It's.
4: it's uh, it,
1: if the, if we were gonna put the Karate Kid on this list, though, I would have put that first. That's just me.
4: Yeah, this you, this list was wild. Yeah, we Karate didn't know Kid where it sure. was going. I
2: think here's the thing: Sandlot. I think Sandlot did have a, end up having a sequel movie too that trashed and just bombed super or hard. Did it? I'm pretty sure it did.
4: I yeah, think I'm it did. Saying, yeah. yeah, and it did not yeah, do it, well. It, so at least yeah, you
2: guys it, you guys have a franchise going for you that everybody loved from front to back. We changed the sport. You did. You definitely
1: made people pay attention to hockey. Which That's it. Yeah
2: awesome when like where it really only mattered in towns that i grew up in and where and, like, people could North smoke East.
1: cigarettes and, and and brawl during the game yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i still i think the only i mean i've been to a couple dodgers games but i've been to like multiple kings games i oh, love man. going to kings hockey games or like you oh, don't it's even, always a blast yeah, it's so much fun um thank you so much for joining uh, us matt this was awesome no man <laughs> it's great now yeah. i'm gonna go
1: i talked so much now i gotta go nap <laughs> oh, dude,
4: I, I, same i want to just lay down yeah. smoke a joint no and die. It, it,
2: it's it's hard to get people to because we live in santa clarita which is like the. i wasn't gonna santa. lie when
1: you were like come up to santa clarita i was like all right but then i was like okay i'm already going to see a friend so it'd be." Easy. no it's
2: a, half the usually half the responses that we get when we say come up to santa clarita is it's oh can we do this remote which I usually cut it off because I just I the energy in studio is just not the same. It's it's different, you know. Yeah, Remotes, to have like
4: somebody on a phone call.
2: Having somebody on a phone call is just different. Like being in the studio you is. Should,
1: just – This should be in a room. It should be in a garage. That's how Mark Barron invented it. So yeah. Mark Barron invented. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Maron. We are
2: in my garage right now. It's just walled off a little bit, but that's how it is. Yeah, and using. I remember
1: telling him, because he was in Mighty Ducks too. He got his SAG card on Ducks too, and he, wow. him, and Steve Brill. And you were well, on Marin. Yeah, yeah, I was on Marin. He, I, I, got that job, and Mark knocks on the door, and he's like, "Hey, Matt," and, and he remembered me, and I was like, "It's crazy," and and I asked him, I said, "Hey, man, why did you do?" And he was telling me the story of how he got a SAG card on Ducks 2. and Steve's like, "Don't scare the ducks, don't scare the ducks," because <laughs> he was cut out. He was the valet at uh, when we were doing um, uh, the uh the Ducks Too when we were on Beverly Hills, and he's like, "Hey, aren't you guys the duck or whatever?" And he was, I. I think he was a mess. Like let's just say he was a mess. Yeah. This is in early, early days and yeah. like he um and they, and they cut it out cuz it was so bad. But he tell he was telling the story. It was really funny. And 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 he, and I go, "Man, how did you come up with the podcast?" And he goes, "Oh, it was either like I wasn't working. I wasn't doing it. It was the same thing you guys were talking about. Like I just wasn't no one was doing anything for me and I just I knew all these people no one knew their stories and and like and It was either do a podcast or kill myself. Wow, <laughs> and I remember I looked at him and I was like, and he, and he goes, No, I mean it, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, I looked, I was like, and yeah, I think you couldn't tell if he was joking or not, but like, so yeah, you just do it because it's true.
2: I, I've I, I worked with Mark Marin for two years straight, uh, on Glow, yeah. Um, and so I remember such and well. a good human, man. He's a great human, but it's, it's so interesting because he's just on set. He kind of has, I mean, it's just his personality. He has like a frumpy personality. He's down. Like on the show, he smoked a lot of cigarettes. So I was just a cigarette dude. Like I literally would carry a bottle around and in between. I'd light his cigarettes. So he put it out and thing, but he knew me and he knew me, my name and knew everything. And he was a good guy. And then I would, I I'm a huge fan of his podcast. So I'd listen mm-hmm. to it there. So I was like, ah, I wonder if he just doesn't like like being here, or being on set. Then he goes, he'd be like, he's like my best part of my day is being on Glow, and he's like, I love all the people around. It's like, oh, that's just who he is, like, except, just, for, yeah. that yeah. except for that cigarette, cigarette guy. guy. <laughs> <I> except <hate> for <laughs> that cigarette <laughs> guy. cigarette His breath, man. <laughs> no, no, I. I Learn to. I think I I started to appreciate him through his show, and like I, I always like was terrified to be like, man, I'm a big fan of your show. But I would go to. I, I mean, I, I'm a big comedy store fan too, so I would go to the comedy store and like see some stuff there. It's yeah, just like, and
4: it's often hard on set because you're there, tough. you're doing a job. Often, like actors too, they're like trying to get a feel for what that. Mark Maron, especially is. too, because
2: he tries really hard when he's doing his acting roles and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. he doesn't like like see himself as like a an actor actor when he's trying you yeah, know? nobody
1: wants to do that shit when yeah. you do that no yeah. totally totally but yeah thank you so much yeah. um, is there anything else you want to plug that we didn't touch nah, up on just uh, you know guys everybody just keep making shit
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I want to shout out to um, a lot of our, our brother shows, The Plunge Podcast. There's also um, the All Bros Podcast, uh, Angry Dad Podcast. Make sure you check all those out, The Hood Diner. Hood Diner. Check all those shows out. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, at Failing Hollywood. We're on TikTok now. We're doing those little clips. We're going to be on video pretty soon. Um, I think... Good, you uh, got me in before then. (laughs) That's why you got to come back, man. You got to come back. He's like, do I got to put a nice jacket on or something? (laughs) I'm gonna next episode you come out for. You got to bring the nice jacket. I'm gonna start. Honestly, you should just uh, wear that. (laughs) I think sports inspired. Good enough.
4: (laughs) I'm gonna start wearing a different mask every episode, so you all don't have to like look at me.
2: (laughs) Find us at Failing Hollywood. Anywhere uh, shows can be found, or any social networks. Until next week. Bye bye. Bye.